Injured in a car accident? We cap attorney's fees at 30% of the first million. Any recovery above that is all yours. No recovery, no fees or costs. If another lawyer wants more, lawyer up 904. For accidents, injuries, and more, lawyerup904.com. Rise and shine! Googans, go time! What a football Friday, baby. The NFL's king, right? We all agree on that. What was that list of the 100 most watched television shows? TV shows in the U.S. of A. in 2020. What was the number? Wasn't it? Was it 88 of the top 100? Maybe more than that. It was just some unbelievable number. It's just throw throw any two teams on a Sunday afternoon, and they're going to be more watched than just about any primetime network TV offering all year long. And now I guess it's Game of Thrones. Who will be the king of kings as the two best teams in each conference uh, meet up to decide that or at least take the next step towards that. And I couldn't help but think about the weekend coming up. Uh, hand up if you plan on watching the games this weekend. I get a hand? I get, yeah? Show, oh, there you go. E.T.'s raising the hand. Sure, we're all watching the games this weekend, aren't we? Even through the pain, look, if you're a team that just got knocked out, like our fan bases would fall into that category, there's just a little bit of lingering, uh, you know, lethargy, right? Lethargy, however you want to pronounce it. We're still a little lethargic, right, coming off of that, coming off of that loss last weekend. But now in general agreement that we're all watching the game. If you're listening to me right now, odds are you'll be watching the games on Sunday. So I, I was kind of thinking about it from the perspective, maybe a little psychotherapy, sports fan psychotherapy as to how you watch the games this weekend. And if you don't have a dog in the fight, who or what do you root for? Or in some cases, what may drive you is what you root against. There's so many different columns you can put that in, right? Sometimes you're not going to root for a player or a team. You hate that team. And I use the word hate in sports context, right? You don't like I don't literally hate the Dodgers. Probably like the only thing I hate really ET is like the devil. That's probably the only thing I really hate. But in terms of the sports vernacular, I'm never rooting for the Patriots. I hate Bill Belichick. I'm with you there. You know, I'm never rooting for the, you know, the Tampa. I hate Tom Brady. For whatever your reason is, that's okay. We're in a safe space. You're on the couch, so that's fine. So sometimes it's you're, you know, there is a player or a coach in the game this weekend, and you're playing rooting for the other team just because you can't stand that guy. Now, a little self-diagnosis as we go through this. I don't have that entity in this this year's play. Do you have that, Et? No, I don't got no hatred yeah, right now. A team or a player, because often you will a team or a player. If the Titans were playing this weekend, to hell with them. I'd be rooting for whoever they're playing. See mm-hmm. me, right? So I, I personally don't fall into that. Maybe some of you out there do. Sometimes it's the exact opposite. Even though you're a Jaguar fan or don't have a dog in the fight. Again, if you have a dog in the fight this weekend, this conversation ain't for you. You have specific reasons to root for the game you're in and for the potential opponent that will be coming. So you guys are excused from the exercise. But a lot of times there's something that you would just have a natural, uh, you know, rooting interest for a team or a player certainly doesn't match your own team and your own players, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I really like Jalen hurts. 
I've liked that dude since he was at Alabama or Oklahoma or high school, right? There is a segment of a fan base out there that's going to have a connection uh, or a rooting interest that way. Sometimes it's rooting for a coach that you still like. We've seen the Eagles root for Doug Peterson here in Jacksonville. I think there's a lot of Jaguar fans that got behind Tom Coughlin when he was with the Giants. That was a gave you a reason to root for a team that wasn't yours. I don't really have that one. I don't have a team or, or a player that I hate, and I don't have a team or a player in particular that I root for out of these two games and these four teams. And to some more self-analysis, or I guess bigger picture, you could also root for this. You're rooting for a Super Bowl matchup you'd like to see. By the way, I should put the baseline in that number one, what we all want, if you in agreement we're watching the game, is more than anything, you'd love to see two good games. You'd sacrifice any of these other reasons that you're minorly rooting for said team or said player. If you just gave me two great games on Sunday, I'm happy with however the chips may fall. But maybe you're rooting for a Super Bowl matchup and, and you know, there are tie-ins there. To me, like one, two for me, if I was rooting for a matchup with four teams that I don't have an interest in, I, the Andy Reid versus the Eagles matchup to me is the juiciest. So I, I guess there's part of me rooting for rooting for that. That's what I have left. I want the best Super Bowl matchup that fits the storyline that most interests me. And you may have different ones. So that would be number one for me. Number two, if we're going to go storylines, give me 49ers Bengals because it will be the third time they have met in the Super Bowl. So there's kind of a, you know, historical timeline that, that makes that more intriguing to me than say Eagles Bengals or Chiefs 49ers. So those are the two matchups that I would want. But I, I you know, I, Ironically, and again, this is where it's great to not have a passionate stake in the game, I guess, or the games. I think if I just ask me, though, just on general principle, who, who would I pull for in these games? I think I'd slightly pull for the 49ers over the Eagles. I think I'd slightly pull for the Bengals over the Chiefs. That's probably who I would slightly pull, even though the matchup that I would most prefer to see in the Super Bowl is the exact opposite result. I guess it's going to be a good Sunday for me either way. But with NFL being absolute king and capturing all of our attention, again, I, I would venture a guess that unless you have something else that keeps you from your television, anyone listening to my voice right now is going to be watching these games on Sunday. Find out where you slot in there. Look, often when you're watching big games, you'll change your mind in the middle of the game. You'll go and pull in for one team. They'll fall behind. You'll get behind the underdog comeback story or whatever. Or, or somebody on one team will do something that you're, you don't like, and so you'll you know flip your already tepid uh, allegiance over on its side. So the king takes its place on the stage this weekend. And let me go ahead and make a not so bold prediction. Next year, when they're talking about the most watched television shows of 2023, you can point to this Sunday and these two football games as I can just about guarantee being in the top five. The top five most watched television programs of all of 2023, and we're only in January, will be these two games this weekend. So, I will talk more about the matchups. Really, just a a really interesting 
dynamic as far as the quarterbacks in each of these. There are some that would argue Jalen Hurts deserves to more be in the category of, of Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes than he's probably recognized as. But, I mean, if you're a 49er fan, what you've seen from Brock Purdy, you're, you've got your own confidence level uh, yourself. And uh, Brock Purdy, as timing would have it, is among those that's worked with the quarterback whisperer, Denny Thompson, who, as always, will join us on Friday. That would be today. Uh, coming up at 8 this morning. So uh, we'll talk football. We'll talk with what's next for Trevor Lawrence. I am in the camp, expect like big breakout, like 38 touchdown, 10 interception kind of season. How realistic is that? Is that even fair to put that on there? You know, we went through this yesterday. 35 touchdown passes in a year is a lot of touchdown throws. It's a number that all things considered, all the thousands of games that have been played has not been reached um, by many quarterbacks in many seasons, less than 100 times, I think we determined. So we got coaching news filtering around the NFL as the big news yesterday came out of Carolina where something tells me I haven't heard the last of this hiring, but it's Frank Reich, the ex-Colts coach, doesn't stay out of work long. He goes to the Panthers where he does have a history. He was the first starting quarterback in the history of the franchise back in 1995, coming off the expansion draft. He's now the team's sixth head coach with a four-year deal yesterday. Now, there was a lot of sentiment behind Steve Wilkes, who he beats out as a finalist. They also talked to Sean Payton. Ultimately, it came down to Reich and Wilkes. Wilkes went 6-6. Six and six after Matt Rule was fired uh, and a a one-and-four start. He was the sentimental favorite of Carolina players to get the job uh, full-time. And this happens a lot, right? There's certainly going to be a a black-white narrative to this storyline, but I would suggest to you that coaches of all different demographic um, backgrounds have been on the way out and their players don't want them to leave, right? They like them, they support them, they back them. But Wilkes did uh, file a discrimination suit against the NFL uh, again when he was head coach of the Cardinals fired after one year. Um, so he has a relationship with a law firm already who immediately puts out there, quote, shocked and disturbed uh, that the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach um, and despite the support of players and fans passed over for the head coach position. So, um, the bottom line is Frank Reich is the new head coach uh, of the Carolina Panthers. A lot of speculation, uh, you know, along the mock draft front that Carolina's the spot that Anthony Richardson could land, and Anthony Richardson's work with the Whisperer continues uh, here in town. So, that's another topic that we'll hit on uh, coming up at uh, 8 o'clock. E.T., where are you on the NBA All-Star game? I enjoy it. Yeah. This is where... This is this is this is where there there aren't a whole lot of places, man. Where getting older changed my opinion on sports. I'm down with the evolution of what happens, you know, as part of the, from playing styles to, to 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 celebrations to all that, man. I'm not, you know, I don't I don't scream that down. The NBA All Star Game mm-hmm. to me has become unwatchable. (laughs) 
I, I mean, it is basketball's ver- it has become basketball's version of the Pro Bowl. And I, I just, I, I need, I, I don't like this scoring system that they have, or then they reset things for the yeah. play. That doesn't, I don't, I, I, why confuse? Listen, the idiocracy is bloom is in bloom NBA. We're not getting smarter as a country, so you throw in little riddles as to how to keep up. Um, that's not always, but but more than anything, it's just the drive down court, you know, and one style, uh, uh, you know, pass. You know, one foot falling out of bounds, smile on your face, three-pointers. It's just become too much of an exhibition for me. Let me take that back. It's not the all-star game that I enjoy. I enjoy NBA all-star weekend. Okay, that's fine. That's a different deal. I do too. Right. You know, I still watch that. To me, the three-point contest has emerged as even more watchable and fun than the dunk contest. Yep. Aaron Gordon is the one that's gotten screwed in the dunk contest yes, a couple times, goodness. right? Yeah, that soured me on the dunk contest a little bit. The dunk, what the dunk contest needs, with all due respect to these young bucks that are going out and winning, guys you've never heard of, you need the stars to dunk, You need the man. superstars, man. And they won't do it. Nope. You know, you need a dunk contest that's got, you know. Zion, LeBron. Well, it's too late for LeBron. Now he but can like, still do ja, it. You need yeah, right. like the big names. Correct. That'd be, that, that, that would behoove the uh, NBA. The game itself, though, used to be played. Now, don't get me wrong. It's always been a way high scoring, but there was a point. You know, there were, there were more points in the game where there was competition going on and not just, you know, allowing guys to windmill dunk and throw up offhanded three-pointers as a joke. <laughs> now, you will see some unbelievable – examples of athleticism in the NBA All-Star game. It's not this weekend, by the way. I don't mean to throw you off. The starters were announced yesterday, and the big news is Joel Embiid, who's perhaps the MVP favorite in the East, um, not voted in as a starter. I think the coaches picked the reserves now. It's a combo to get the starters. Yeah, it's weird. And again, who starts and how much they actually play as the rotation. NBA All-Star games, you know, like most all-star games, can play out kind of weird where your guy doesn't get as many minutes as you want or where some superstars don't play as many as you think they should and vice versa. But they try, normally try to get the home, the home player, yeah, sure, the MVP. Sure, and the, the snubs, quote-unquote, like don't don't clickbait any column if you're an NBA fan today about the snubs from this is only the starters. There are no snubs until they announce the whole team, and then the, you learn the really good players that aren't even on the squad. That's when we can talk about snubs, and that's not until February. But there were surprises yesterday. Embiid not getting enough fan votes. At, well, it's combo fan quarter media co- quarter um, coaches. So Embiid not getting enough votes to be a starter. But on the other side, uh, Zion Williamson. Voted in as a starter. Hadn't played a lot of games. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's a that's a tip of the cap to the talent that they recognize, but just another reminder. We don't see enough of the guy. Talk to Captain Kevin Favor and more. It's a GFL Friday. We're up and at him. We're gonna take you through every angle of these games coming up this weekend. I've handled the psychological part for you out there. Uh, by the way, um, session over, no fees. That one was free, gratis, as we say. Uh, we'll be back with more. We'll talk to Captain Kev. Uh, for one, and uh, hit some of the other hot spots as we get you up and going into your football weekend. Thanks so much for being up and at them with us. You're listening to 1010XL on 92.5 FM. All right, we're going to get you out on the water. Uh, first, from the text line designed by Lifetime Enclosures. 
as to the psychology of who you might root for or against. Uh, pulling against the Eagles, fans are giant blankety blanks. Uh, also, I said show of hands if you're at, you're going to watch the games this weekend. Uh, there's one hand wasn't raised. I'm not watching, Jeff. No one to root for. Getting ready for baseball. You do you, man. Some people, maybe, they just need to decompress. All right, let's bring in a good place to decompress. It's out on the water. Let's see what's happening out there. Is it hot and happening, or is it just happening? What's going on, Kev? You know, for, for, for this time of year, good morning, by the way. Um, For this time of year, it's it's pretty damn good. Nice. You know? I, I, you know, I, yeah, I mean, it, it really is. Um. Captain Kirk, this is kind of his time of year. You know, I'm fishing out of Mayport, and uh, he's, he's just been killing the sheep's head. But, but I'll tell you, him and, and Captain Chip Wingo have been doing really good on the, the big bull reds, which is, I wouldn't even try that this time of year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're going to the normal spots, you know, around the bridges and stuff like that, and uh, and soaking crabs and, and, uh, and catching, I mean, some, some really nice bull reds. So, I mean, that's something to do this weekend. Um, obviously, the sheepshead fishing is going to be real good. Not much. They're not calling for a lot of wind tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. northeast at 5 to 10. A little chilly um, in the morning. Yeah, a little chilly in the morning. You don't have to get stars early. You know, yeah. 9 o'clock. You know, I mean, yeah, fair. That's, 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 that's what time I've been leaving the dock. You know, I mean, let the, let the sun get up and mm-hmm. warm things up. Um, but I would I would do what we've all been doing. You know, I would fish the, the, the near shore wrecks. I mean, if you, if you want to go further, if it's. Um, it's like I always tell people, you know, stick your nose out there, and if it's nice, go wherever you want to go. I mean, it's, uh, you know, the, the most we're calling for tomorrow is 10 knots out of the northeast at, at two feet. So I think it's going to be a great weekend of fishing. I mean, it was, you know, I guess we still got some football. Actually, I, I say that. I'm, I'm I'm excited about the game. So I'm, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, well, def- I'm definitely watching it on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing yeah. how much uh, we, you know, we had a stat. <clears throat> Oh, we were talking about back in December, I think, and they were ranking the top, the most watched television shows in the U.S. for 2022, and like, like 88 of the hundred were NFL games. Yeah, exactly. That's amazing. It, it is amazing, a- a- absolutely. So, yeah. I'm, I'm, now, who are you I'm rooting for? Well, how do you? Oh, so, 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 I'm totally a Bengals fan now. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, just like yeah. Uh, you're, you've been burrowized. Uh, yes, absolutely been burrowized. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love watching him. I, I mean, I, I think that. Uh, I think, they, I mean, they've they've proven that they're the best team right now. Maybe besides San Francisco. Well, I think it's fair. They've won you a know? bunch. They've won a bunch in a row. And there's also this. I was talking earlier when we started the show, just kind of like the psychology of how and who you root for when you watch these games this weekend. Because as we established, everyone is watching. And I also left out another important one that, that that affects sports fans. Sometimes you would never root for the team that just beat you, and sometimes you and and then there's another group of of sports fans who would root for the team that beat you to prove that no one else is beating them, right? right? That's right. So many fun fun angles. Yeah, yeah, they beat they beat everybody. Right, right, correct. (laughs) And and by the way, you wouldn't be mad if they beat everybody else by more than seven, right? Right. (laughs) They only beat us by seven. (laughs) So there's that. All right. You know, you mentioned those bull reds. I believe it was about this time. Uh, a year ago, we were out, and a guy caught one in the surf. I would think if you ever had luck in the surf catching those, it would be about now then, or no? As a matter of fact, yes. Yeah. So the guys that commercial fish for whiting, um, they you know they they go like let's just say Palo Beach Club, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is a, a very popular spot. They and they drift around out there, and 
35 to 40 feet a lot. That's typical. And and okay. they talk about all the time they lose a lot of whiting to big bull red. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes I'm, sense. I'm, 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 yep. Yep, piece, yep, piece of so, cut. Uh, so if you surf fishing and catch catch a whiting or two, cut one up and throw it out there absolutely. on a little bigger rig, and you you might be surprised how much luck you would have at that. Yeah, absolutely. You might catch a big old trophy redfish, yep, no doubt. For sure. All right, outdoor show tomorrow? Outdoor show tomorrow, buddy, 7 to 10. All right, my man. Have a good one. Have a great day. Yeah, there he goes. That's Captain Kev. Best in the business, that cat. Um. All right, if you missed it yesterday, if you... Talk about another rooting interest. I'm going to be rooting for a real cold, nippy Thursday coming up in two weeks. Uh, Dan Hicken had to spin the wheel of consequence yesterday, the wheel of misfortune, however you want to categorize it, and it landed on the polar plunge. So what we're going to do, and this isn't just like jump in the water and come out. We're filling up an ice tube out front here of the radio station coming up on that, that I don't know the date. Probably February 8th or 7th or 9th, somewhere in that week. That week. Super Bowl Thursday. Uh, Super Bowl for Thursday. There you go. We're going to call it the uh, Super Bowl Super Freeze Thursday. Um, Hick has to get in the We're going to fill it with, wa- with ice water. We've got it all arranged. And he's going to have to submerge in that bad boy for not just to get in and out for a splash. Five minutes. Five minutes in the cold tub. Five minutes of the polar plunge. And then we're looking forward to the segment that will follow when it literally his, his teeth will be chattering for the next, you know, 20 minutes. So uh, the wheel was spun yesterday, and those are the catastrophic results for uh, – he did not want that when there were some, you know, look, you don't want any of them. Take it from a veteran of spinning that wheel. You don't want any of them. But you do have a kind of a priority of what you would rather have to do than than not. And I would say that the polar plunge fell somewhere down there about the halfway point for Hicks. So we had that spin uh, there you go. Set your alarms. Coming up on uh, Super Bowl Thursday, Hicks in the hot tub for the Polar Plunge. Better luck next year in the Friday five-pack. It's kind of become a, a bane for him two years in a row. Last year, he was prancing around out on Valentine's Day in a Cupid outfit. I think I'd rather submerge in ice between those two. Talking to a guy that wore pee pants. It's all relative. Yeah, I would say so, Duquesne University. Did you see the story this week of the Uber Eats delivery guy who just wandered out onto the middle of the court in a game between Duquesne and Loyola, Chicago? That's just crazy. Duquesne issued a statement yesterday regarding that viral moment. The game was briefly paused after a man in a yellow jacket holding a bag of McDonald's walked out on the floor just a few feet from where the Loyola player was holding the ball. Then he was walking around the concourse level looking to track down the person who ordered the food. This has got to be a joke, right? I mean, you don't order McDonald's to a basketball game. And then a bas- the, the security's not going to let an Uber Eats driver with no ticket go walking yeah, around. And then just right on the court? No, that got to be a joke. This, this has got to be an Uber Eats marketing prank. But according to Duquesne, it was a... Uh, not the bizarre yet organic moment initially appeared. It was a prank. Yeah, there we go. We get to the heart of it. We're very good that way. We figured it out before we read it. This was a prank. Plan in advance, done for internet exposure. We determined that the individual was wearing a mic while someone filmed him as he walked on the court during active play. I, I'm sure I'll see it on one of my YouTube streams before I know it. Um, but nonetheless, prank or not, you let a dude walk out onto the floor. That's the bigger issue. And that's the one that they are um, addressing. This this headline, you tell me 
click and share or move on. You ready? I'm listening. This is the headline I'm about to read to you. This isn't from the New York Post or, you know, Degenerates.com. This isn't from, uh, this is from CBSSports.com, okay? Click and share. Your fate listening audience is in E.T.'s hands. I'm listening. Click and share or move along. Here is the headline. Explaining bizarre chess sex toy cheating scandal. Oh, yeah. Click and share. (laughs) (laughs) Click and share. Uh, uh, This is the wildest sports controversy. You can't make this up. This is going to be the the next great, you know, Netflix documentary or 60 for 30, whatever the hell they call it. I, I, you know, I don't, I'm not familiar with the story to do it justice. I'm just going to kind of follow along. I will share. I've clicked and shared the chess sex toy cheating scandal explained. Um, yeah, somehow the spotlight is being shined right now on chess, but yeah, not, not the kind of cheating scandal that you would think. There is currently a $100 million lawsuit in play. Two amended complaints and no end in sight. Okay, this happened on September 19th when the world's number one chess player, Magnus Carlsen, and the world chess champion since 2013 resigned unexpectedly while playing against Hans Niemann in an event called the Generation Cup. After a week of silence, he explained his reason. I believe that Niemann has cheated more and more recently than he publicly admitted. That was in reference to Neiman admitting publicly to having cheated twice earlier in his career. It begs the question, how do you cheat in chess? They've got somebody running it through a, a, like a computer for you? Because if not, maybe the guy who's cheating for you should be the one sitting in the chair. I guess it's got to be computer generated, right? Like you can't, like guy makes a move and somebody in your ear says, okay, move here to here. Well, why doesn't that dude just play himself? Right. So I'm, I'm assuming that they... For somehow, somebody is watching and putting it through and then somehow signaling him? Well, this is where it gets interesting. (sighs) All right, here we go. The uh, Grandmaster Carlson, who we uh, identified as the number one player, left the highly anticipated match at the Generation Cup without explanation. Surprised everyone. He turned off his camera. He disappeared. And then you can even look. Um, it wasn't until September 21st when he finally said something about the situation. Although it wasn't much because he was still competing in the event. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot particularly speak on that. People come to their own conclusions. I have to say I'm very impressed with his play. And I think his mentor must be doing a great job. But what it comes down to. What they allege is how he was signaled. And this is where it would come into that headline that I was told to click and share. He was uh, using, let's just say, vibrations in his body being sent to him. (laughs) um, There are suggestions Neiman could have used a sex toy to cheat. No evidence of that happening, although technically it would be possible to use <clears throat> vibrations to communicate. Now, Neiman, for his part, says, I'll play in a closed box with zero electronic transmission. I don't care. I'm here to win. 
I'll I'll strip fully naked. That's no, okay, bro. We're all right with that. Meanwhile, he's been banned because they found information that contradicts his statements uh, regarding the amount and the seriousness of the cheating that he's been doing throughout the course of his uh, career. Meanwhile, we will wait and see just how deep the vibrations ran in this. Again, I was asked, click and share or move on, and click and share wins. You now know the links and the depths they may go to to cheat at chess. No, bro. No. You got to draw a line. You want to put a buzzer down around my big toe? Okay, we'll talk. You want to jam one where the sun don't shine to tell me, you know, night to Bishop 3? Going to take a pass, my man. Chess ain't for me. All right, the uh, Jaguars got a lot of work to do this offseason. We've kind of given you the timeline of uh, what's going on. Trent Balky recently uh, had his season ender, kind of a state of the franchise deal. And, you know, I, what I take from that, and we talked about this yesterday more than anything, is all the things that you want, all, you know, they're not the things that you can have. And still time is going to tell, you know, how these wants of keeping this player or this position or this group intact, how they're actually going to play out once we get to the NFL's offseason. Be sure... That whatever decisions, good or bad, Trent Balky will not be aware of your opinion on it. He's made a decision. I've heard him say this in the past early in his career that, you know, he 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 can't afford, you know, to, to, to be worried and concerned about what public perception and or criticism of the job he's doing. What purpose for him does that serve? We're paid to do a job, and that job's to put the best product we can out on the field and – I've never listened to the noise. The noise doesn't determine uh, the decisions that we're going to make as an organization. And I think uh, the, the best thing you can do when there's a lot of noise is put ear earplugs in, you know, and just go about your job. And that's what we tried to do. And again, it's there's never one person that makes these decisions. It's it's a group decision, organizational decision. Uh, Doug and I are very much involved together in this process, and we involve everybody underneath us uh, to a to a, the nth degree. I mean, there's just a, a lot of collaboration that people don't don't see behind the scenes. Draft extra important this year because that's the, the most reasonable path for the Jags to acquire their new wave of talent. They've spent to the max in the salary cap. Balky talked about that in the, in the season ender. And look, hits and misses for Balky here in both, both areas, both the pro personnel area and the free agency. There were hits and misses this year and who they brought in. Hits and misses in the draft, especially comparing year to year. Look, Dave Caldwell had one really good draft. Remember, it had Brendan Lender, uh, Brandon Linder and Telvin Smith, and it was by far his best draft. You know, it takes, you got to have a bunch of them. And the draft of 2021 looks really good. We're talking about those first five picks, look like they could be core players on this team for, for years. Uh, this year's draft, verdict's still out. Um, you know, I don't think Trent Balky just because the Jags improved to nine and eight and won a playoff game has suddenly done an A plus job here. I think there are still plenty of places that you could uh you could quibble with where they're at, decisions they could have made. But again, that is that's part of it. At the end of the day, he's got the most wonderful security blanket. He happened to be the GM when Trevor Lawrence was drafted. You know, that's see the, the the basement went way, way, way up on that day. We'll come back with a football fix. Is Teflon Tomlin actually perhaps in some debatable danger in Pittsburgh? 
I would tell you what the owner said, but mum's the word, and that's what has people asking. That and more in a football fix next on a GFL Friday. That's green for life. You need your job site to be as professional as the client you're serving, and for that, let GFL handle all your commercial waste and roll-off needs. Delay a game. Number double zero. Five-second penalty. I got to go to the penalty box five seconds. Uh, Thanks for being with us. I have a Shazam Spotlight for you. The Shazam Spotlight brought to you by... Murray Ford Superstores, ShazamAuto.com. My man, Dale Murray, will hook you up. Join me, truck guy, the new revolution. It, look, who do you think are winning the games this weekend, E.T.? Never mind, you know, all that uh, psychodrama we had about how we root for and who we root for, but who do you think will win? I think Cincinnati will win. And uh, I don't know, man. I want to say Philly. Yeah, I think the, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think the Eagles are going to beat the 49ers. I don't necessarily. I think if the game was in San Francisco, I would pick the 49ers to beat the Eagles. I think it's that close because here's the reality of that game. You got two teams with really good offensive and defensive lines. I mean, you got two really good lines of scrimmage there. Four good lines of scrimmage yeah. when you put both sides of the ball. And you're talking about the number one and two teams in the league in sacking the quarterback. And you're talking about really good offensive lines as well. Really good. So, um, but I, I just I just think, here's the Shazam spotlight. It's 23 years old, 33 days. He'll be the third youngest quarterback to start a conference championship game since the merger. Only two younger were... Ben Roethlisberger, who was uh, almost 23. And this is hard to believe. Sean King of the Bucks back in the day is the youngest to start um, in a championship game. Shazam. Yeah. Shazam indeed. Now, look, here's the other side of that. This is where home field comes in. The other side of that, Jalen Hurts is also young. In fact, the two combined to be the youngest combined championship game starting quarterbacks in history. Equally Shazamish. So there is that aspect, but Jalen Hurts was in the postseason a year ago, and he has been doing his thing a lot longer than nine, ten games. So Purdy on that stage, and again, he was still good last week, but he didn't have a touchdown pass. The passer rating was the lowest of all the games he started. And as we go through, it ratchets up. And just keep in mind the 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 youth on on Brock Purdy, and you know that experience level, and so playing. Such not just in the hostile environment and not just with that level of experience, but against the team, you know, how good they the Eagles for much of the year. We were telling the stories, they had two of like the top three graded cornerbacks in the whole league, right? Slay and Bradbury. Yep. You know, I mean, that, that, that's it's gonna be hard to move and score on the Eagles. And then you throw in the, those other factors and a and a rabbit home field. Um, we'll see just how much of, of an advantage it is. All right, fire up the band. We got a football fix. It's brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. Uh, you know, this could you could almost uh, remind. It's a Shazam-like reminder anytime this comes up. But that's the fact that the Steelers have had three coaches in like the last sixty years. 
I mean, since Chuck Knoll took over in what, the 60s? And, and then he turned it over to Bill Cower, who then turned it over to Mike Tomlin, who was hired at age 34. It's just an unbelievable... Um, it's like an unbelievable... In, in today's day and age... As fast as they turn up, you know, as fast as we churn and burn trying to find the right guy. I mean, it's, you know, it's it's amazing. Let's see here. Chuck Knoll took that job in 1969, man. So since 1969, what is that? 54 years ago in the last 54 years, the Steelers have had three head coaches now. This is, and, and, you know, Mike Tomlin's been there a long time, and for the first time, there is at least not a very public show of support. It's been typical in Pittsburgh when you keep coaches that long. They extend them a couple years out, which means Tomlin would be in line to get his most, you know, his next extension. Um, would get it now. You get it with two years left on your contract. Typically, his contract is signed through 2024. Well, that extension this offseason, which he's gotten, by the way, in the past, has not come. And, well, the, the Roonies were asked about it. Art Rooney saying, I don't like to speculate on Coach's contract. We'll see. Hmm. It is a fan base that is divided on that head coach. There's a lot of them that would be cheering this news, but the 50-year-old Tomlin, the second the second longest tenured head coach in Steelers history behind only uh, Chuck Knoll. The difference is uh, Chuck Knoll won four Super Bowls and Mike Tomlin is not. One of the, you know, probably many differences. We told you earlier in the show, Panthers go with Frank Reich uh, over uh, Steve Wilkes there in Carolina. Dan Quinn will not be taking any head coaching jobs. Uh, in other words, Dan Quinn has gone out not been offered any head coaching jobs. He'll return to the Cowboys as their uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, the 49ers running backs are banged up, but they won't be banged out. Christian McCaffrey, 0% chance, he told them, that I'm not playing. Uh, Bengals uh, confident as they go into the title game. That's interesting dynamics at play there uh, for a Cincinnati team that's beaten Kansas City three straight times. Patrick Mahomes, now that he's back on the practice field. I saw some video. He's moving around pretty good, really, to be honest. Our buddy Nathaniel Hackett, Back in the league, uh, this time as an offensive coordinator with the Jets. He's their new OC there. He uh, had some success in Green Bay with some dude named Aaron Rodgers. We shall see. There's a lot of speculation that Rodgers could be uh, changing teams. I'm not sure I believe that. That's Football Fix. You're welcome. Brought to you by Allstate agent Mandy Bowers in Mandarin. It's a GFL Friday. Hick and Arrival. More come your way next on 1010XL 92.5 FM. Please. Party and party and hey! Hey! Ho! Not necessary. Be nice. Not necessary. You were not necessary about 10 minutes ago. The two of you. <laughs> hey, I, I, yeah. I, I turned it over to the people. Yeah. Click it and share it or move on. I was fine either way. This, this is all that was dancing through my head. I'm thinking about good <laughs> vibrations. <laughs> Chess is giving yeah. me new <laughs> sensations. Oh, dear. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, phone a friend, call a neighbor. I have done it. What do you got? I have decided I'm ready to announce wow. the moves that will bring your Jacksonville Jaguars a Super Bowl. Oh, oh boy. Oh, good. Ladies and gentlemen, now, you, are this you... is so good. I need you to right now call your best friend and say, put Hickett and Prosser and Eon. Dan is about to send us to the bowl. And I'm going to wait about two minutes while you get all of Jacksonville awake for this for this maneuver. This is one that you're going to... Always enjoy it when he writes it down. Every mm, once in yeah. a while when mm-hmm. he writes it yes. down. And, yes, because I also have three other topics that I... He's got I, more topics. This I need beautiful. To, I need to touch on. Thank you. That I don't understand. This is from the world that I don't understand, and I will Chess, use, is that one of them? No, a chess <laughs> guy didn't come along. I will give you the... Some say. I will tell you the one... Uh, uh, just to stall while you're getting your friends up and, and such, your children. You think people gather around the radio? Like old days. Because Dan has got the you're like, winning formula. You're like the sports version of the FDR fireside chat. Yeah. But the one that uh, struck me was, and this happens every now and then, I saw it again Trophy Hunter gets eaten. I, well, hey, you know what? You, you know, play the game, sometimes you a, lose. This is a big one, too. They ate the whole body but yeah. the head. Send a message. Yeah. So I, I, listen, I think he killed the. I think he killed the lion's brother. I, I don't. You depends. know they pose with that picture yeah. with the lion. They're poaching. Yeah. They ain't supposed to be doing it. Then I'm okay with it. I really am. I I mean, am. That's a terrible it, thing to say. If you're all, I know. if you're hunting to like for sustenance to eat, right? Not you know. I know. Go get them. But if you're just flying in from some other country to bag a big animal, uh, I've, I'm all for a I fair think, fight. I think most people would agree yeah, with you. I do too. You know, mm, that's too bad. But anyway, yeah, I saw it. he was a big and. The dude was too. So good. Probably a lot of good eating in nice. there. Nice. I'm glad they left the head. I, I'm surprised they didn't put it on a steak. Lion Kings. All right. Have I stalled long enough? Is everybody around the radio hey, now? Uh, yeah. Hey, Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Do the bowl. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff, you have emphasized one area of concern for the Jaguars going forward in 2020. Yes, sir. I, I need a. Uh, I need a. I need a pass rusher. A pass Jeff. rush, Jeff. We. What happens when you? Us or many teams draft edge rushers. It takes they, a while for them to. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. It takes a while. Yeah. For most of the time, for the Jags, it has. It. Generally speaking, a lot of teams. Josh Allen did have ten and a half as a rookie. He did. Jeff, but he did maybe because. They had the NFL Defensive Player of the Year well, playing next to him. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why I say line. So, Jeff, rather than waste number 24, is it 24 or 25? I thought it was 24. It's 24. I think it's 24. They keep hearing 25. I think because some, Stop people, it. some people haven't taken away that 30-second pick. I present, or the Dolphins pick is gone, so I present we all to moved you, up one. Jeff. Yeah. E. It would have yep. been 25th. I present to you a name. Who I want on this Jaguars roster, who I'm calling right now today. This is free agency? And telling you who we are going to get. It may be, it may not be. Oh. But I have the man. Oh, right. okay. I have the solution. Well, it's not free agency because you just said you're, this, you set this up to draft something. I have right. this. Is everyone listening? I need to know, is everyone now listening? Is the entire Jacksonville, is Super Dave Balky listening? Super is he, Dave. Is Super Dave, are you listening? If you are. And you've done some good things, by the way. We're friends here. There's no clown show here. Uh-uh. You're amongst friends. The name is this, ladies and gentlemen. This is the move that will put us. This one move. Where's the it. Super Bowl next year? 
It New is Orleans. in Vegas. Uh, no, oh, no. we're setting E free on New Orleans streets. Ooh. I thought it was Vegas. Oh, I think it's Vegas. Oh, uh, yeah, Even might, better. Might be New Orleans the following. Yeah, I think I'll it's take Vegas. Vegas, maybe. Sure. So will I. Ladies and gentlemen. We'll be there. Without further ado, now that I've stalled long enough. J.J. Watt. He's a thousand. He quit, didn't he? Twelve and a half sacks. (laughs) I thought he retired. Twelve and a half sacks last year. A veteran. A a quarterback wrecker. I'm fine with it, but I'm under the the impression he retired. He's retiring because he's in Arizona. (laughs) J.J., you want to come win a Super Bowl with the boys? Mm. Come along. Okay. You now. Think, you think he's cheap, do you? Or one year, 20 million kind of deal? Not even 20, no. You don't think so? Now, I'm going to, I have a backup plan. This is not, well, this is well thought out and prepared not, for both UNE and the listening hey, public. Let me just be clear on one thing. Mm-hmm. If J.J. Watt is is in the is in the mix mm-hmm. and he's willing to do that, I think, yeah, I think we it, it would be Calais Campbell-like addition. A veteran, dominant player. Yeah. Come win a Super Bowl, JJ. You're 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 he your quarterback like sack he'd quit for ready. Good. He seemed like he quit for good, but you, those things do change. So JJ Watt make a loves run. the game. Okay, all right. Loves it. Now. Have you been talking to our, our, our man Andy King? Is this No. Okay. All right. I actually got this from somebody else, but <laughs> these two I got from these two are mine. Okay. But well, this, you didn't have to you didn't have to admit that. Well, I mean, this is what we do. We discuss, we talk, sure. we fix. This is what this is our lives. If not J.J. Watt, if J.J. Watt says no, we can't. We can't convince little. uh, He's got the uh, the little boy Ko or Kalua. Koa. Koa. Thank you. Okay. To come over to Jacksonville, which should have named him Killa, which is a they would be Killawa, which is a great place. (laughs) (laughs) Name a kid Mega. Yeah. All kinds of Mega Watt would be great. Mega Watt. (laughs) Kilo Watt. Oh no no. Kilo Watt. Yeah, um, I think a cocaína then. Well, you if we do. can't convince JJ know, to come, that though, comes out. and 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 live okay. in wonderful Jacksonville with his young, beautiful wife and his child. Okay, I'm down. With give, got, I'm down with making a run. Yeah, it's, that's, let's make a run. Yeah, for sure. We got Trevor on yeah, a rookie no, deal. It. Yeah, if he can for if, one more year, if he's willing to keep playing. And I my, have gone ahead and solved this problem in January for these okay. guys to give them a jump start. Doug, like, I know you're listening. Are you allowed to, to, to make a run at him right now, or are you just talking about when it happens? No, but you're going to use the back channels right now. Oh yeah, yeah you're not messing around. I ain't yeah. messing around. It's time to tamper. Uh, uh, Houston and Baltimore. What about him? He's our backup plan. Who is? The old, oh, the old Houston, guy, Houston. I th- okay, I thought you said Houston and Baltimore. No, the old guy, Houston and Baltimore. Is that the Justin Houston? I believe so. <laughs> okay. There's a lot of Houston. Yeah, there. there is. All right, but is this he, guy he's has a like, free agent? Yeah. Okay. Nine and a half sacks. He's 34. Yeah. Come make a run with us. And one more, uh, Brandon Graham, Philadelphia. You're looking at, so you're looking at older Third, veteran players like older Clyde vets. Simmons. Give me one yeah. of those babies. Yeah. Let's go. They're ready. Yeah. They know how to do it. Yeah. They, they, we don't need no rookie. Yeah. Then we don't have to draft an edge. Well, we're going to draft one anyway. Maybe not first round is your point. Yeah. You're drafting an edge, though. Uh, draft an edge if you want. Yeah. Draft a DT. I don't care. Wouldn't you like to see one of those oh, guys? Hey, J.J. What, what about one of those guys? Say, Let's use J.J. Watt. Okay, they've convinced J.J. Watt. He joins the Jags. It's two years, you know, blankety-blank, right? You put J.J. Watt on one side. You put Josh Allen on the other. You move Trayvon Walker on the inside. And suddenly you're, you know. Boom. Because don't you get this feeling? Don't you get the feeling that Trayvon Walker will have those same three and a half sacks? He's so proud of himself. He is. The victory dance! <laughs> hey, 
Let's go! One time, he, I can't remember the one bit that he did. Like, and we, okay. he's, he's he tried to sign a dream team of free agents, and it was like Super Bowl. and Super 6. Su- yeah, Super 6, you know. Uh, uh, the Super 6 would have worked, it was too. Super, they didn't su- listen to me on but, that one. But either. it was like the Super 6 would have cost like twice the salary. That was guy. a little expensive. Yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't. <laughs> this no, is a simple well, solution Here's what I was all gonna, our woes. Here's what I was going to say, though. If Trayvon Walker gets those same three and a half sacks from the tackle position, it's a good year. If you get three and a half sacks from the edge position, it's a bad year. Yeah. So, and don't you feel like Trayvon Walker will get those same three and a half sacks yeah. from, the, from the inside? Just Ugh. don't listen. I'm with you on a veteran guy. If they yeah, can fit if one in. If, if, if Trayvon Walker is, is you know, a good football, don't get like, well, we got to give him another year when you, if JJ, if you can get JJ Watt or, I, or I Brandon think, Graham or don't Justin you, Houston. Don't you think ultimately they are? They're not going to. Is their their plan is not? They would not keep downplaying the importance of sacks if the plan was to keep Trayvon Walker in that maximum pass rush position, would they? You know what I'm saying? I think there probably is a lean towards getting him his hand on the ground, getting him more four three, and put moving him inside. I think they're probably thinking that way because I don't think the GM would go up and tell you sacks aren't important. If yeah. he was going to be their rush end. Mm. I don't know. I'm just trying to help here. Yeah, I hear solve you. problems. No, I got you. Make people understand that we're here for them. We're here for the Jaguars. We're on this mission together. Your point is some sort of a veteran. <laughs> don't need. Yeah. Now, this is the negativity. Well, I they don't come at you. Bryce Pop? Yeah. That's not the same situation. Bryce Pop was a, in his prime player. Yeah. He was just a, they, 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 they didn't utilize him right. But he was in his prime when the Jags got him. He wasn't an old... Uh, may- I'm not talking about breaking the bank either. I'm no, talking about, hey, JJ, year, you want to play? Yeah. You know, listen, come on down, man. Uh, we're going to go win a Super Bowl. What's wrong with that? You guys, you guys all. Come at you? Yeah, you guys are you guys are wrong. I've, I've done, I've done my due negative. diligence here. None of you have suggestions. You just want to criticize. He's uh, technically, I believe, still under contract with the, char- uh, with the uh, Cardinals, it looks like. So well, we might have to do some maneuvering. We'll trade a second-round pick. I don't. It care. says free agency 2024, but then it says void next to it. I'm on that spot track or whatever it is over oh, the cap. Oh, for JJ? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think JJ is a, a technical free agent. That's why I've come with backup names. Well, gosh, his contract, he signed for nothing with the Cardinals, man. Oh, here's a good question. Now, this is a fair question. Will Dan have a guy by the time we go to the Super Bowl in Vegas because E will have his guy there? So, E, I'm going to need you to find me a guy. He got two years, $28 million from the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to get as much. For the 21 season. No, he should be free agent, actually. You think? I don't think he is, or, or unless he's on the retired list, which he may be. Well, if he signed a two-year contract in March of 2021, yeah. that covers the 21 season and the 22 season. I'm, I'm not going to bog down in details. I'm just here to that's provide fine. ideas. Oh, sure. I'm the idea man. Well, if that's the case, get us Aaron Donald, too. He may be available. Maybe we can trade him. Trade that, 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 he doesn't seem real committed, does he? No. Does he seem committed to you? No. I'm all for guys having the editorial freedom to say whatever wrong opinion they have, but sometimes when your wrong opinions stretch into the absurd, it's time to like maybe mute them as a trusted source. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a former NFL player who has just gone unhinged when it comes to his opinions. And who's that? Bart Scott. What did he do now? Well, first Bart Scott... Started this, you know, and as a football player, this is disgusting almost, but he starts this blame T. Higgins yeah, that was, narrative that was to the Hamlin. 
I mean, yesterday he's looking for he's well, looking, yeah, he's yeah, looking yeah. for clicks. Yesterday, um, his he's become he's become Skip and uh, Shannon guy. Well, okay, so that tells you like just his judgment is terrible. And now this, from a football perspective, again, if, like some things are so dumb, you shouldn't be able to get away with. Well, them. it's like, like there should be some some sort of penalty, or you should be you'll call, be suspended right. for two weeks, bar for that stupid statement. Or, or you, sh- it should resonate then with. Gosh, I'm not listening to what that guy says. If he's on, you click around or through or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah, I agree with that. Well, now from my football Unlike perspective, us, who bring JJ Watt to Jacksonville. Uh, well, now from a football perspective, this uh-huh. is just almost as dumb as that. It's like a different feel to it because the other one's more emotional. But yesterday, he took the uh, strong, strangely strong stance, in fact, that it's time for the Cowboys to move on from Dak Prescott. Okay. I, you don't move on from a Dak Prescott. That's stupid. To where, by the way? Where you move? Dak Prescott had a, you know, a faulty season, and he didn't have a good final game. But he certainly is not a quarterback that you just up and move on from. Because it's not easy to get an improvement. Mm-hmm. That one's dumb to me. I mean, that one's just, I don't know. I can't imagine. Do you agree with that? No. Any part of it? Is there got, any what? part of that that makes any sense? The financial There's, obligation, like of, all of that. All, any, well, every I mean, aspect you gotta, of you it. you got to explain the plan to me. You can't just say it's time to move on. You can never move on from a good quarterback, a very good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback unless you have a plan to replace him with somebody better. That's the whole thought process for me I mean where you're choosing in the draft you're not going to get anyone of you know you're going to get a you know not to be mean but like a Malik Willis type guy or right. you know, like a guy who's or even Desmond Ritter or you know somebody yeah. who's not as good not as really you. a franchise changing <laughs> no. guy so um yeah no that's dumb. I, I mean again that's, that's so dumb what's it gonna what are we gonna try him out to say next week yeah LeBron's the twelfth best player in NBA history. I mean, what are we going with? I don't know. Maybe maybe the muting after that ridiculous Higgins take would have been timely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We would have been spared that one. So what are we doing today? Who are you rooting for in the game? There's, I, I've made it clear. I, well, I talked earlier He's not today. Rooting for Sam it's, it's funny when you don't have a team. Look, the NFL is king. Eighty-eight of the top one hundred programs. Everyone listening to us right now almost will be watching those two games on Sunday. I mean, and. Very few of that everyone has a rooting interest in any of the four teams. So it's 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 funny how you get to who you're rooting for. Sometimes you're rooting for or against a player or a team. Yeah. You know, like like many Jaguar fans rooted for Coughlin and the Giants as the Jaguars were out of it. You know, have some sort of tie to root for someone. Sometimes you're rooting against. I'm never rooting for Brady or right. Belichick or whoever right. it is. And you also change as the year, like I've yeah. talked about. You change as the years go by. So for me... It's personal on many levels. So the teams you want to win. Yeah. Okay. So like which, I, which is also different from who you yeah. might think would win or yeah. who you would pick to win. I want Philly to win because two things. I've never been a big Shanny fan in Lynch because mm-hmm. of what he did to Tony. And also. Again, for the record, Lynch never did anything to Tony. Uh, you, that's what you say. I have the inside story. But anyway, <laughs> so I won't root for those two. And. I need to come in here Monday and say, I told you so. No rookies going to the Super Bowl. I've already, so I, I'm already, I've already feel fulfilled in that one. That's part of it. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's part of my deal. So, um, so, so you're rooting for I'm, them. Who I'm you rooting for in the other game? Burrow. Yeah. Because I went to Kansas city last week yeah. and while the people bleep were them. nice, yeah. bleep them. Yeah. I can't root I hear for those you. guys. That's fair. That's yeah. another reason. Like, that has always been that way with for me some and my people. teams. Yeah, yeah, sure. You like knock it, me out. Whoever knocks the Mets out, I hate. Yeah. But you know what? There's this, there's also a segment of fans that they want the team that knocked you out to win it all. 
Don't understand that one. Well, I'll tell you why. Yeah. They beat the Bengals by 12, and then they win the Super Bowl 17. And, hey, we only lost by seven. Yeah. Guess we're the second best team. Well, and then, like, that goes along the lines of, and I saw this argument going on with our buddy Chris Doring and, and Danny Cannell. Uh, you know, Chris is more of an SEC guy, and I, I get it. So Ox, Oxford Gator is an SEC guy. Yeah. He roots for the SEC. I don't. Yeah. It's real simple. I yeah. can't. I, 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 Sometimes I do. If you Depends beat, on what the matchup is. If you is. beat me, I'm not rooting for you. Sorry. Well, I mean, you're you're stronger on that than I yeah. am in most Always people. Always have are. been. That's yeah, just as I a fan. It. That's who Correct. I am. So. so you're going Cincinnati, and then who do you want to win Philly. it all? Uh, uh, Cincinnati. You want Cincinnati yeah. to beat Philly? Yeah. And win it all? Because I think Cincinnati's never won a Super Bowl. Well, you're right. And so I liken that to us down here. I like new, fresh blood. I hear you. You know, I'm, I'm, I used to be a dynasty guy. But I'd like, you know, I want There's Cincinnati no dynasty playing this week, though. I want Jacksonville. Well, San Fran's got a lot of Super Bowl yeah, trophies, but, but they haven't won said, one in a long time. 30 years. Yeah. 30 years since then. Why? Who are you rooting for? I, this one is weird, considering, like, my own personal, like, mm-hmm. sports fandom. Mm-hmm. I, I'm rooting for the 49ers. Okay. Which, and people say, well, gosh, as a Falcons fan, as a kid, you yeah. should hate the 49ers. But no, I hated the Rams, and no mm-hmm. one hates the Rams like the Niners. So I never hated the Niners mm-hmm. as much when they were good as I would sometimes hate good teams, like, say, I did the Steelers as a kid. So I'm rooting for the Niners. Okay. Even though that Kyle Shanahan cost me. That's weird. I, I, yeah. It's strange to me I'm rooting for them. Yeah. And uh, and and I'm rooting for the uh, for the Bengals. Bengals. And then in the Super Bowl. Now, here's something interesting, though. I would root for the I, – I don't want the – A. I don't – See, this is where my Jag creeps in for the Super Bowl. Yeah. I don't want or need the Bengals winning a Super Bowl. No, I want us to be that team. I want our quarterback oh, to be okay. that guy. So I would root for the Niners in that game. Okay, I have a sneaking suspicion. But you want to hear something weird? Yeah, go ahead. And this is also a little weird. Okay. I, If you ask me who I think is going to win, yeah. I think Philly's going to win. I do too. But I also think KC's going to win. I think Cincinnati's going to I thought about win. it a lot, and I just keep going back to... Um, I think that Casey's D line. This ain't uh, Buffalo's D line was terrible yeah. last week. Casey yeah. has good, the point. best defensive. This is they got a chip on their shoulder too, and they haven't often been put in they're that situation. They're tired of hearing about uh, they've beaten you three times in the last twelve months. And Chris Jones and Clark steps up yeah, in the postseason. He does. Chris Jones, by the way, has no postseason sacks in like twelve or thirteen games. And he they, was around them all week I know, last week. And they, I don't know, unless he got one last week. I, I think don't know he if got he one last week. He may, if he did, it was his first because I, I was listening to Kansas City Radio when I was out there and like they were getting on him and he's like, you know, because he, he's never got one. And he, and, but that D line is really, and the, and the Karloftis kid, they're good, man. This isn't, so Cincinnati's beleaguered O line, which was so good a week ago, I don't know if they can hold up against Kansas City. Now, Joe can get rid of it quick and he's going to have to. So it, it will be. I don't know, man. Like I said, Jones. Said I, I go back and forth because I, I don't care what how Mahomes trots around out there. I know he's going to be hampered a little bit. So we'll see. It'll be a fun game. I can't. I look forward to it. Um, and he didn't have one last week, so yeah, he still doesn't have yeah. one. Yeah, he might have had more pressures than yeah, crazy than than you know, but because he only had one tackle too. Really, I mean, mm. the stat sheet would tell you he was ineffective, but by you felt like during that if, game he was controlling things. If Super Dave Balky and the Jaguar brass. Walk in the office today and say, "Hey, listen, I want you to do some homework on JJ Watt. Let's find out if he's interested." You'll take that as a win. And he comes here. Can we can we have him on the radio show every week? I think no. I think then you tweet for like the next year periodically and as he, you first suggested. As I first yeah, suggested. Right. All right. Um, That's fair. Our week and own it. I'm on board with that too, for sure. Okay. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you like the idea? Yeah. And somebody e, you like the idea too? Yeah. Don't you? I like if it. You can get okay. it for sure. Um, 
One more weird aspect, though, to what I, I told you. I want the the uh, 49ers and the Bengals to win. That's who I'll root for. Mm-hmm. Yet, Yet, the Super Bowl matchup that appeals to me the most would be the Eagles and the Chiefs. Yeah. That's the spot to me. And mm-hmm. you could also make that same argument for the Bengals and the and the 49ers from a timeline perspective, right? It'd be the third time they've met the Super Bowl. Probably what what's the most common matchup in the Super Bowl? What does it end at? Have 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 two teams met in the Super Bowl more than twice? Oh, well the the Bills and the Cowboys. You got a chance for Bengals San Francisco for a third time. That's what I mean. Is that yeah. where does that rank in the in the like the return matchup? Steelers Cowboys, how many do they meet? Two? No, three. 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 I'd say that's got to be the leader, isn't it? Maybe. Is it three or four? They went. Um, what else has been? How many have there been? Patriots, and do they have a bunch of common ones? The Giants twice. They beat a bunch Cowboys of different teams. Cowboys and Steelers three times. That's the record? It must uh, be. Or, or you're just looking at the. Yeah. Uh, repeat. Um, you know, the, the Giants-Patriots, obviously, twice, famously. But Yeah. 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 Uh, and as far as teams that are in this, you got a lot of potential first-time matchups. Super Bowl rematch. Right, the Eagles against either one is a, is a Super Bowl first, and the Chiefs against either one is a Super Bowl first. Yeah, Eagles-Patriots were twice. Oh, yeah, you kind of, yeah. Six Super Bowl rematches in NFL history. So this would join that as a three-peat, the first, you know, only the second three. There's only been, yeah, there's only been one three. It hadn't happened a ton. Uh, Dolphins and Washington, 72 and 82. The Niners and Bengals, 81-88. Cowboys and Bills, 92-93. Patriots, Giants, 07 and 11. Yeah. And so they they can make it three times. So that's a juicy storyline there. Juicy. I just realized something, too. There's a 75% chance that whoever wins the Super Bowl will play them here at the bank. Because we're playing KC, San Fran, and the Bengals. All three of them here at the bank. Ooh. Ooh, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, coming to the bank. bank. Primetime, baby. Mm. I want it. And and the first – we play – who – the first place team we'll play on the road, then I guess, is the Bills. I was going to say, is there a chance we could be that premier season opening team? You know, right? Oh, right. Thursday nighter. But we can't because that is at the home of the winner, unless there's a baseball game. Oh, well, and you're Baltimore. <laughs> and you're Baltimore. <laughs> All right, let's come back with the ten minute drill. We're up and rolling. It's a GFL Friday. We got the quarterback whisper today. He's got a couple of interesting personal storylines here. One, the work they've done with Brock Purdy and where he stands historically, uh-huh. and Anthony Richardson, whose stock continues to rise as he works out here in town. Yeah. All right, you're listening to The Drill, 1010XL, 92.5 FM. All right! Oh, yeah! Okay! Welcome back to the program. We're going to have a little, uh, I'm not even going to call it fun with math, but just some math realities of the NFL. We talk about this every year. It rarely applies to our Jaguars. It will now apply to them year year in and year out. I have uh, on Twitter, I want to read this because... This may be correct, and I may be incorrect in saying what I've said. Uh, because I've assumed all along that, you know, and generally speaking, by the way, this this does happen, but it may not affect you capsually, salary capsually. Mm-hmm. I think that's a word, until year six. Uh, Dan, you said today we have Trevor on his rookie deal for one more year. We have him for three more years. He's eligible to sign a new contract after 23, but that deal doesn't kick in until his sixth year if the Jags pick up his fifth-year option. Rookie deals are non-negotiable. Mahomes, for example, signed his second deal in 2020, but it kicked in this season, his sixth season. So the Jags have three full more years to operate under Trevor's rookie deal, although that fifth year has been an escalator that pushes it into the $20 million range. So in summary, Trevor's second deal wouldn't start affecting the Jags' cap 
until 2026. Even if they pay him before then. Yeah. It's important to pay him. Pay ASAP. Yes. Yeah, it's important. Uh, Joe just Burrow's going to ha- get a deal this keep year. Keep him happy. Is it Burrow and Herbert or oh, yeah. going after yeah. their third years? They're yeah. both going to get deals. And you do the same thing yeah. that those teams are doing for those guys. Yeah. Or lest you end up like the Baltimore Ravens. But anyway, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you, uh, a friend, for uh, setting me straight on that. And if that's the case, that's even better. All right. But I still think we go. We got to go chase that, th- that ring right now. Right what? now. For, for a long time, the NFL— The ring is the thing, Jeff. Well, for sure. I'm sorry. We've never had the thing. Know. We wouldn't know. Um, you know, for a long time, the for the last, you know, 30 years until last year, the NFL postseason was 12 teams deep. And we had that stat, and it's not like an opinion. It plays out that every year there'd be six new teams in and out of the playoffs, right? Yes. We've used that stat a yes. lot. Now with 14, it's probably six may be conservative, but you can expect for whatever reason. How reasons, many were there this year? Well, let's let's go through that first. Okay. And then we've not been in this position. This stat is not. We've talked about this stat a lot. It never affects us. We got the 0-2 stat, and yeah. we got this stat. Yeah, the 0-2 stat included the Bengals, by the way. Sure did. All right. Um, also included the Titans, who didn't make it. Yeah. No, no, no. I, it, the, the stat holds... The stat yeah. is the stat. There's a reason you use it, right? I hadn't, I hadn't been oh, yeah. very many that did. No. All right, so I'm going to go through the teams. You tell me, were they in the playoffs, yay or nay? Okay. The uh, Tennessee Titans. No. The Chiefs. Yes. The Bills. Yes. The Bengals. Yes. The Raiders. No. The Patriots. No. The Steelers. No. Four of the seven from the NFL, from the AFC flopped. Okay. Let's go to the NFC. Okay. Uh, the Packers. No. No. The Bucks. Yes. The Cowboys. Yes. The Rams. No. The Cardinals. No. So it's going to be half. We can now up it. Seven of the 14. It's going to be because it was always six of the 12. Now it's seven of the 14. So literally half of the teams in the playoffs don't make it so next, next year. next year there will be seven new ones. That's going to happen whether or not you want it 50%. to. 50%. Correct. So basically if you make the playoffs, you have a 50-50 shot of getting back the next year. That's right. Which, which when you really think about it, makes all these teams that go regularly that much more impressive. Yeah. Right? It's hard to do. It's hard to do, man. So you're going to have to tell me mm-hmm. which of these seven teams okay. pick seven that aren't going to make the playoffs. Seven teams that will not make the that playoffs. W- I mean, it is what it is. It doesn't seem like it would be accurate, right? It yes. doesn't. I think we'll get there fairly easily. Uh, I think the NFC, we can knock off three or four without thinking. Well, but let's start in the AFC. Right. Just got to say yay or nay, they're back. Okay. Chiefs. Yay. Bills. Yay. Bengals. Yay. Jaguars. Yay. Chargers. Nay. Oof. Vote against Herbert. Mm-hmm. Ravens, nay. Dolphins, nay. All right, we're gonna get this, we're gonna we're gonna land on seven again. By the way, I mean, uh, oh, I have to. Maybe exactly though. Uh, Eagles, yay. Niners, yay. Vikings, hmm. Mm. Nay. Bucks. Nay. Cowboys. Yay. Giants. Nay. Seahawks. No. Seven. Yeah. 
We're I safe. Mean, we're on with J.J. Watt to the bowl next year. Mm, we're going to survive the 50% culling that occurs. We get culled every year in the NFL. Uh-huh. You make it last year, they throw you out for a bigger fish. Just introduced you to a fishing term there, Dan. I don't think you really properly appreciate it. What we got it? weights and fish. Cull. Thank you, E. Cull means if you're fishing, say you're fishing, you can only keep five fish. It's your cull when you replace a smaller one with a bigger one. Mm. So seven, seven, cull? Yeah, cull is the word. Cull. C-U-L-L. Go ahead. Look that up on dictionary.com <laughs> in the break, gang. Broaden your horizons. Guggen. Look I, up Guggen. All right, baseball season is coming. Oh, I, I got a bone to pick with Brian Kenny. Okay, well, let's talk. I, I, I'd like to punch him square in the face. Wow, that's violent. Aggressive. Now, listen, Jeff. Have you? I, I have a great stat, though. We're going to play. You can play it, but I have Rare to or question. less rare. You didn't look at it yet, did you? It came on the text line earlier today. But it's a chart in baseball no. from the rarities to the more common. No. And so I'm going to throw some in and let you tell me which of these is more likely to happen. Major League Baseball. Okay. Network. MLB. Network. Does a top 10 of each position. They didn't have. I also have a bone to pick. They picked, they did shortstops last night. Okay. And my guy finished fifth, which is way too low. And that ticks me off. And look, uh, you watch the Mets some, but I watch the Mets every day. I know the okay. value of Francisco Lindor. I know the walk-off hits. I know the home runs. I know the fielding. I know how good this kid is. He had a monster year last year. If the Mets, uh, uh, he he could have garnered some MVP votes. He was so good last year for the Mets. I mean, he drove it's a position though. Hey. I understand. Listen to me. You think uh, that's be- fine? Uh, he ain't seventh in the in Major League Baseball. Brian Kenny, you moron. Is it, was it not, Kyle Seager? It, it's not Kenny's list though, is it? No, it's but he, they all did their own individuals. Well, and that- he had him seventh in his, which counted towards the vote, I believe. Oh, I see. So overall, he finished fifth. I have a bigger argument than that one, believe Kyle it or not. Kyle Seeger is not better than Corey Seeger. Whoever, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's ridiculous. That same list has Dansby Swanson six. That's too high. I'll give you I'll give you Trey Turner. I have a bigger beat. That's fine. Trey Turner's great. Xander Bogarts ain't better than Francisco Lindor. I think there's And some- I'll say this Carlos Correa was go- was gonna move to third in New York. So you know, fifth best shortstop in baseball ain't chopped liver. You'd have to know. There's exactly a lot of great shortstops. Are. are It's a yeah. great position. Right. But Dansby Swanson, I'm sorry, Cubs fans. You're not getting he the sixth best. He had Bo Bichette ahead of Francisco mm, Lindor. That's too bad. Yeah. That's ridiculous. I have a bigger. Okay. So you you got the fifth, you know, in the top 10. I, I have a bigger one. Okay. I'm going to start. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so. Well, well you can agree or disagree. I don't When think I ask so. you the question, maybe you'll change your mind. All right. And I know this. You know, as a Braves fan, I thought I would have known and heard this news. Did Ozzy Albies retire and I missed it? I guess it's because he missed so much time. A top 10 second baseman? Yeah. Please, post this in my, that guy's locker. How many games Give did he play? Give me a break, dude. How many games did he play? It's not about last year. I think it is. That's why I was even more incensed. Well, this is I don't a, think they this were. This is an odd time to come out with how they ranked last year. Uh, no, this is going forward. It is? MLB Network kicked off its annual tradition of ranking the top 10 players right now at each position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you think that Ozzy Alves isn't a top 10 second baseman, I don't know what to tell anyone. I don't I, know what to tell you. Yeah. But that's not a bigger one than mine. Ozzy uh, Alves had a terrific uh, 2021 the championship year, 30 and 106. Ozzy Alves. Ozzy Alves is a top 10 second baseman. That's ludicrous. He's a 
all-star every year. That's, yeah, the, the, that's stupid. All, the only way I can see them justifying that is if they just did it based well, on Well, he's healthy year. now going to the yeah. year. That that list will not age well when it comes to the second base rankings. Whether or not it does it with a shortstop, you can keep uh, tuned on that one. But I'm guessing at the end of the year, by any if he stays healthy, and that's for every ball player. Sure. But I have a rare, uh, uh, common to uncommon quiz for you when we come back. Okay, I like quiz. All right, it's a GFL Friday. That's a 10-minute drill. Tell them what they want, Johnny. Oh, uh, you know, we're taking it right back to the car wash, baby. I got a $25 gift card to Liquid Sunshine Car Wash located off the of south side of Hogan. Get your shine on, baby. Get your shine on. Get your shine on with sunshine on my shoulders. That song is older than Makes me happy. We have an issue here at Tintin XL. This is serious. I don't know if I can work on this. Frost is destroyed. I didn't destroy anything. I'm not taking the hit we on We go this down. One. It's Frost's folly. Are you kidding me? You have that smell in there, too? Here's the deal. Oh, it's bad in here. Here's what was going to happen, okay? Understand this. We might need to call the boys across the street. Get them over the here real quick. <laughs> I'm I'm seriously concerned that there is something on fire in the No, Raptors. me too. This is not right. No, it smells like smoke and stuff in here. Here's what happened. Here's what is going to happen. I'm going to go investigate. At 8 a.m. Hurry up, E. At 8 a.m. Get us some answers. The, the lovely and talented and ultimately important Michelle is going to show up. And when She's she more do- of an 8.30, isn't she? Well, either way, it's 59 degrees in this building. We don't care. We got coats and hoodies on. Yeah. She's going to come in, and we share our thermostat is shared with her office across the hall. Mm-hmm. She was going to come in and turn the heater on. 100 okay. million percent. It is 66 degrees right now in this studio. Okay. Okay? So, I just beat her to the punch, and I was going to click it. I clicked it over from, from the cooling, which it was doing. Mm-hmm. To the heat. Getting woozy. And then we went out and we came back and now there's this noxious odor here. It smells like something's on fire. We could be poisoning ourselves with carbon monoxide as we speak. Oh, no. And I'm seriously concerned for our health and safety. And I need somebody from 1010XL. I'm glad this with, is a short segment. With some muscle to get here soon. I'm Richie! Li- I think we need to go outside and Richie! get on our phones and do the show on our phones from outside. I'm not even kidding. Richie. Now we're going to bring the quarterback whisperer in here. Kill him, too. Hold yeah. on, hold on. You want to go outside and do your fo- show correct. on the phone? Yeah. What about me? I don't know what to tell you. You've come up with a backup plan. So, I, after a thorough investigation. Just turn him on and yeah. go on out. Oh, what wait, hold on. He's what got some answers. After a thorough investigation, I found that there is no, well, at least I don't think there's no. Uh, fire? No fire. Okay. Now, I want you guys to know, what, in my time in the Coast Guard, I was the number one nozzle man on the fire squad. Nozzle you also man. did something else I learned about yes, uh, uh, at class the other day. Uh-huh. This is what serious. The smell, guys. What are y'all doing? What was that thing called? I'm not an did? alarmist. I don't it's know if we react. You got to go do this, and you said that's no fun. You didn't like that job. Oh, remedial swim. Yeah. When I had to go to remedial swim, yeah. I told that story. Yeah. Because you know I couldn't swim. Well, when I understood. Enjoyed. Yeah, shredding water. Anyway, go about the nozzle guy. What so do you think? I had the number one nozzle, which means I was the I was going to be the first one to die because I was okay. the first guy, you know, to put out the fire. Oh. And that's what taught me how to investigate. Anyway, I say all the same. I think we're safe. We're safe. But what about the smell? Is that poison? I don't know. Or is that just a burn? Ain't teach me that part. Is that just a burn or is that we're getting lightheaded? CO two. Okay. Well, there's different types okay. of burns that you can smell, whether Seriously, it's wire. Prosser did this, by the way. He turned it on. I think Prosser's okay over here. He's out. He's out. Oh, no. Oh, goodness gracious. He's out. That's it. Man down.
Should I save him? What do I do? Uh, oh, <laughs> don't, what happened? What don't happened? say it. What happened? Don't you say it. You CBR. Don't you say it. CBR, bro. You're not supposed to do mouth to mouth anymore, you pervert. <laughs> Clear a I think it's laughing, Clear guys. I think we're poisoned right now. We've gotten loopy. Clear a Are we sure this isn't carbon monoxide smell in all seriousness? Certainly they don't put carbon monoxide in your commercial air ducts, oh, do they? Man. This is where the Googans will is rescue even us on play? the text line. Don't worry, you guys are okay. What is it? It's just something bur- It's something's burning, like you a piece of rubber or something. turned the heat too high and kicked in the heat strips. Yeah, I didn't turn anything too high. It's at 70 it's degrees. It's dust on your heating coil, boys. Yeah, but we turned the heat. It's not the first time the heater's been on. Hick. The lint and dust in the vent is burning. Oh, Get God. out now. Yeah, right? <laughs> Get out. Run. I went out in the hall of the break and screamed at the top of my voice, help. <laughs> that smell These comes guys, from the elements in the heater when it's turned on for the first I know, time. Listen, Shouldn't be talking, lol. L- listen to me. We've done We're this happens at home, but it's not like this, Googan. Well, Somebody <laughs> said by turning on the heat, give him a chest piece. See what you've done. I'm telling you, we listen. We're not idiots. Water we drill. <laughs> I know when you turn the heater on, that you, sometimes you get that smell for a second. Should it be a persistent, overwhelming, noxious <laughs> fume for 10, 15 minutes? And are there direct health consequences due to that? I feel like there are. I feel like in five minutes, where would CO, I'm, I'm where now would developed, CO, I have black lung. Where would CO2 come from? Are you burning fuel? I don't think so. I don't so. know. Maybe. E, are we burning fuel? Do uh, we? I don't think so. You don't think so? Huh? I, hope so. I hope not. All right, so we're okay. Uh, you may be. I'm just passed Carbon out. monoxide is odorless and tasteless. Okay, well, good. This also is neither. Good. This is both. Odorful and tasty. We're good. We're in good. We're going to no make bueno. it. Maybe, we're going to make it, Maybe, maybe you think Google's we're good. Game. All right, here, here's what we're going to do. Googans have made me feel better. We're going to play which is more rare. Okay, All get right. you ready for baseball. No, I'm ready. We were going to take uh, MLB Network to task, but we did that already in the tease. Yes, we did. Now I've... All right. Which of these are more rare? <laughs> these are baseball occurrences. And here's what I'm going to do. To to differentiate, mm-hmm. the rarest occurrence in baseball mm-hmm. is two grand slams in an inning. It's happened one time. Okay. The of these rare things, the most likely is hitting for the cycle. <laughs> do the short. Do the show from the floor. Heat rises <laughs> yeah. to the top. Correct. The smell <laughs> is. I'm not going to do this list. I'm going to the bathroom. Let's I'm do, leaving. Do the yeah. list. I'm not doing the list. What happened? <laughs> We gotta get down on the floor. Stop, drop, and roll, baby. Where's the list? What about the list? Quarterback whisper next. Denny heard the uh, plight and refused to come in. <laughs> he called on the phone. He's like, "Look, I got a, I got an industry what? I'm growing right now. This I have, is, this, I can't. I've got to be there for Anthony. I can't I, afford it, death. It, it, we are. I mean, there's I, right now. My my nostrils, my eyes are burning. My my chest is on Wait. fire. I, I'm I'm worried about what's happening. I feel like he doesn't care about I, us. I feel like we should have got a warning. Like what? What's the Fourth of July? The dude in the wheelchair. What's that one? Oh Lord, Terry, Terry back up, Terry. Terry. Oh yeah. Lord, that's what I feel like. Somebody should be screaming at us. Back up, Terry. Back up. It's a bad situation, Denny. We're gonna try to push through. Here's what I did. No, no, I have no idea. I have no idea what I'm missing. Well, here's, okay, here's what happened deal. is Jeff turned the heater on, and he damn near killed us with some You're sort of noxious ass. fumes, and we've God, all gotten a little a punchy. Well, here's, you did ultimately here, turn it on. Not for me. You, you that did for, it. But the most important part of this story <laughs> is my grace and my 
Consideration. Grace killed us, Denny. And you're turning it into like I'm trying to like burn the place down. I mean, Denny. Denny, here's what's going to happen. Michelle's going to walk in. She's going to immediately come into our studio and turn the heater on. Immediately. Like not a second later. Like before she goes in her office, uh-huh. she will turn the heater on. So all I did knowing she was about to show up was go ahead and switch the heater on for her. I'm comfy. I would have been fine the way it were. Somebody wants to know if it's a new strain of the sweet stinky. It, no, it's very well, not. This, he, not is this any no, kind of, no, you smelled a few of those. Hey, man. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. The ceiling's on fire. Hold on, Danny. Bag up, bag up. Hold on, Danny. Bag up. Put it in reverse, Terry. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. As they were screaming at me, go turn the heater. It's like that with the heater. Back up, Jeff. Back up. Oh my God. Don't turn it on, Jeff. Don't turn on that heater. Uh-huh. Back away from that heater, Jeff. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, so anyway, Jeff. we turn the, You know, sometimes in your house, Diddy, uh-huh. if you haven't used your heater at all and you turn the heater on, it gives you that kind of that burnt smell oh, yeah. almost when it gets kicked up. Yeah, well, yeah. this was that <sighs> times on steroids times a million. Yeah. Literally, I thought something what? had caught fire in the rafter, and right now. We are being just just Poisoned. overwhelmed Slowly. with a noxious, smoky fumes here in the studio. So I passed which out last really, segment. Which, yeah, which guys, that's really really weird because usually that only happens the first time. That's what I mean. I, can, I try to I tell can them confirm that. that I lost seven pounds sweating during Frangie's show on Tuesday. Well, Michelle likes it. So he it, likes it. She likes it. You know, toasty in here, and it was like literally sixty-five degrees in the studio. We so like I went it ahead. cold, though. Yeah. So I yeah. was, but we share. The, it's weird because she's across the hall, but we share the same yeah. vent system. Yeah. So it's yeah. a problem. Anyway, right now the bottom right. line is this: okay. we are <laughs> about to die. So get make your stuff good today in yeah. case this goes, you know, on social media. Yeah, carry the show, Dad. I mean, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for a slot to open up the station. Anyway, well, there you so. go. There you go. You'll be hosting the mornings. Uh, Denny, tell us about tell us about uh, Brock Purdy. Tell us about your your. Tell us about how you got to know him. What you saw in him. I mean, you know, you've you've had you've had all types of quarterbacks come through. You have kid, first round picks, kids who you know Brock Purdy's not supposed to be starting in the NFL as a rookie playing this weekend. That's for sure. And so, did was there anything that struck you when he first came through where you thought, hey, this kid is different or is he another, you know, for lack guys? I'm thinking of guys who've come through Ian Book or Minshew, or yeah. just give me give me some Brock Purdy stuff. Yeah, no, I think I think all those guys are are very very similar. Um, you know, the thing that struck me with Brock is because I don't watch a lot of Iowa State football, and he came to us uh, through an agent originally, and then when we met with Brock, we just absolutely fell in love with Brock. But the thing that stuck out that I didn't know was. Like, this guy won, he played and won a lot of football in, in college. Mm-hmm. And he did it in this just entirely, you know, completely gritty way. And you, it, There's not an attribute or a trait that jumps off that you have Brock, except for when you get in there and start working with him, you see how much he can actually handle, right? And, and, and how many things that he can focus on and just that almost like diabolical grind to succeed, Brock has that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you saw very early on, you know, okay, we he came here right after his bowl game last year, 
you saw very early on that there's something just a little bit different about this dude. Right. Right. And, and so now it, it doesn't, you know, we've been asked all week from different outlets, like, are you surprised? Are you surprised? Well, sure. I mean, I'm surprised that he's starting an NFC championship game in his rookie year. Yes. But what he's done does not surprise me at all because you, you can see that he's done that in his head a million times already. Right. Like his stats were good, not great. He had actually his sophomore year was his best year. He threw 27 touchdowns with nine picks, uh, but 19 and uh, 19 and 19 is last two years. I mean, like I said, he's, he's not take anything away, but this is not a kid that you would have earmarked as being a, you know, NFL starting quarterback in an NFC champ or AFC conference championship game. It's, it's, it's really a great story and, and he deserves a lot of credit. And obviously the system, right. Gives him a, you know, and the players around him and, but he doesn't screw it up either, right? He doesn't throw picks. He doesn't turn it over. He's smart. See, I think that we've almost put an unfair label to that stage. He's got the second most passing yards in the postseason, I, right? Yeah, Burrow yeah, and yeah, Allen I, and Mahomes and all these guys. Is, mm-hmm. I mean, it, you I know, completely agree, man. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. I, you know, I think that I, I think obviously the system they have and the weapons they have, right? They're unbelievable, right? But I know this: that San Francisco offense does not run this way, right? Under any with anybody else under center. What what is going right. to happen and, if if I mean I, you know obviously there's a lot to be done this year but you can't help but wonder what training camp is going to be like in San Francisco right like if yeah, Brock, is yeah. there a real chance if Brock Purdy wins X amount of games straight eleven in a row ten in a row whatever and wins the Super Bowl and he's not the presumed starter of which he would be the first rookie in the history of the game to yeah. do that right and they're going to go ahead and say what well, we're going to have an open competition with him and Lance I mean what. No, I I don't think that would happen. I don't. I think it's I think it's getting close to the other way anyway. Now, I mean, obviously, I'm always gonna you know yeah. favor my guy here. But you know, here's the other thing too. Like when, when you really sit back, Dan, you were talking about his career at Iowa State and, mm-hmm. and numbers and stuff like that. But when you really sit back and you piece together the entire evaluation puzzle and you start looking at you know not just amount of snaps played, but but, you know, motion capture and what he has available in his tank as well as his mm-hmm. cognitive function, like mm-hmm. his cognitive testing is crazy, then you could see that at that point you he could he should have moved up draft boards, mm-hmm. way up draft boards when you put that all those pieces of the puzzle together. They, so, they, so that, I mean, Danny, that's, that's, but that's obvious stuff, so I don't understand why didn't he, just because they're scared because of the size, because of the arm strength, because of – they're just scared yeah. to do it. They just scared. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, if if, if Brock, Brock is like the perfect example of we say all the time, if this kid was six three, right? Like that's literally Brock's example. Like if he, how tall is he, Danny? Six one. How tall is he, Danny? Six one. At the most, six one. Yeah. At yeah. the most. Hey, I have a question yeah. for you because I went back and I checked. I game logged the first eight or nine starts for each of these cats, and there's not a huge difference between Brock Purdy and Gardner Minshew statistically to start yep. their years. Um, what what is the difference between the two? Why is Purdy undefeated and in the AFC, you know, or the NFC Championship game? Besides the other talent, don't get me wrong. What compare those two for me? How similar or different are they? Oh, they're very similar. They're they're extremely similar. I think Brock um, has a little more athleticism, uh, and and he can get around. He he, will, he can get around the pocket. They're both extremely creative, but Brock's really creative on the run, where Gardner's more creative. Placement of the ball, anticipation, things like that. But they're, but they're both very, very similar. And it was funny because I was texting both of them about the other one um, Monday. I'm going up to Philly uh, tomorrow, 
so they're excited to see each other. I mean, it, it, it's a cool thing. We have three quarterbacks in there, and all three of them are kind of the same guy, right? It's Ian Book, it's, it's Gardner Minshew, and it's Brock Purdy. And all three of them are very, very similar dudes. Brock just got his chance with a good team around him, and he has taken complete advantage of that. Are you surprised that Jalen Hurts has become the – Wait, let me ask you any one more yeah. thing about Purdy. Because I'm just looking at some of what you said here. I'm looking at a scouting report, right? And all the strengths, accurate passer, pocket composure, excellent decision maker, good ball placement, very catchable ball, timing good, shows anticipation. Able to loft in touch passes. Natural feel, instinctive passer. Leads receivers for more yardage after the catch. I mean, if I asked you to draw up what you want, that would be what you want. All right. Weaknesses. Oh, moves eyes through progressions. Mastered his offense. Good fit. Very experienced. Weaknesses. Arm strength limitations. Not a running threat. Will struggle to avoid pass rushers. Is he, Does he? No. I saw him roll out to his left a couple times. Well, that, yeah, that, that's a stupid evaluation. Yeah. Short. Yeah. Could struggle to see field in the NFL. There was more positives. The, than only, the only that, negative with him is he's short. Well, and that that shouldn't lead to being and he's the not last an pick elite of, athlete. That shouldn't lead to being the last pick of the last. That's my of point. The draft. But here's my point. Here's the question I had for you, uh, Denny, because I would like to submit. And maybe I'm wrong, and for perhaps whatever you were told is or isn't exactly correct. But I can't help but think also how lucky the 49ers must be. And here's what I mean. Here's what I envision happening by the time you get to the last pick of the last round. I envision six or eight guys throwing a guy into the hat. Hey, we need a special teams guy. This kid from Southwest Louisiana, I'm telling you, use the pick on this guy, blah, 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 right? So, and and, and I just feel like, ah, we we could, you know, we need quarterback depth, you know, grab Brock Purdy. Right. I mean, I can't help but think that in some ways the Niners got lucky. Oh, they in the sixth round for sure, right, Denny? No, but the seventh round, he's the last pick of the draft. Yeah, he's last pick. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah So he's you literally, yeah. you're, it's a throw. I mean, yeah. quote unquote. It's I mean, at that point, though, at that point, Jeff, what you're doing as a team is you're looking at your priority free agent, and you're going, okay, which one of these guys can we draft that we don't have to get in a competition with other teams for? Yeah. Well, from, so it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Well, that makes sense as far as the undrafted free agent. That immediately begins, yeah. and sometimes those undrafted free agents get the kind of bonuses that a draft pick would get there. Sometimes oh, more. there's undrafted free agents that got paid more than what Brock got paid, no doubt. No, yeah. I mean, listen, it, it it worked out for everybody. I mean, Brock got extremely lucky, you know, with getting on that talented team with that coaching staff. They got extremely lucky getting Brock, and but it, it's kind of like we were talking about in the facility is kind of that that perfect example of when when opportunity presents itself. I mean, if Brock would have gone out that first game and thrown no touchdowns and two interceptions, he wouldn't have a job right now. Now he's got, he's got a chance to be rookie of the year out of after only seven games. Like that—that that is taking advantage of an opportunity at its finest, right there. Hey, um, which would lead me to another kid who I think would have a lot of the same scouting report: Stetson Bennett. Mm-hmm. I wonder, you know, I wonder. Well, you and a lot of Georgia fans yeah. wonder. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that, yeah, that's yeah, a hard yeah, one when you're so close to the local. To so many diehard local loyalists to a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's guys right now that still die on a wall that Tim Tebow was an NFL quarterback. Oh, I'm just no saying, question. you know, it, it's hard to balance sometimes the passion and, yeah. and loyalty. Well, of, I'm not passionate no, about him. No, so, you're not. No, but you're I'm not. sitting here wondering I, if he, he's – Yeah. That's what he does, doesn't it? Isn't, isn't he – No, is, I, man, listen, I, I'm with you. I'm not passionate about him either, but I, I, can, I can recognize games and what that guy just did in two years was, right. was not all because of a system or because of other players. That right. guy just made plays. Yeah. He made great decisions, and he got better. That's the thing. Like he, 
you know, you remember when he got benched against Florida, it, it, it's just, he just continued to get better and better and better. So no, I, I, I mean, I think if some team comes up and drafts him in the fourth round, that would not shock me at all. Yeah, I do one. I, I, I worry more about this with a guy who has his makeup physically than I would say when Chris Winkie or Brandon Whedon or Hutchinson or some big six, six, 245 pounder decides to come back. I wonder if that extra age at his size was a bigger advantage. If that catches up with you more at the NFL. Purdy seems to be, and I don't know, Denny, you've but, seen them both. Is Purdy a little thicker than Stetson yeah. Bennett? Yeah. I just yeah, no wonder doubt. if that no. 20, and I'm not, listen, I get it. Guys play late and long, and I'm. this isn't, old oh, Stetson Bennett's a grown man playing with kids. That's not my point. My point is, do you have a bigger advantage at that position with that age difference at that life stage over those guys that will catch up with you somewhat when you're when you're playing in the NFL against guys who are your you know, experience level age. Yeah, and, 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 and I think just to that point, I, I think that's the reason why when you talk to NFL teams, like I think every team has been graded as, you know, back up or even down to that priority free agent because of what you just said. Like by the time he gets in there, he develops for two or three years. The kid's 28 years old. Yeah, yeah. For 29 sure. years old. Now he, he can step <laughs> in and be a quality backup right now. I mean, I, I don't think there's much different Stephen Bennett than some of the better backups in the league right this minute. So, I just think the kid will have a seven, eight, nine-year NFL career. And I think he's just, I've said this before, I think he's a victim of the story where people just got stuck on that he was at a Juco and had to walk on and lost the point where he is one of the best players on Georgia's team. At this be fascinating to watch. I, are you surprised? I'm, I'm, I'm surprised that Jalen Hurts is where he is. You know, where, uh, in, I, in the hierarchy. I, I wouldn't have... I would have never guessed that. I I probably would have bet he would he would have been a backup quarterback uh, for most of his career. And I'm just wondering how much that one year at Oklahoma allowed him to flourish more as a passer because we're still in an era of Alabama football back then where that wasn't you know first and foremost. It's become a lot more you know a passing offense since Hertz first got that job as a freshman. Yeah, no, I I agree. I agree with you. I did not think that Hertz was going to be this guy either. It, it it I don't know what role Oklahoma played in it, but I'll tell you this. Last year, I'm, I'm very close with the whole situation at Philly. Brian Johnson is their quarterback coach. He's a good friend of mine. And like right. I said earlier, we have two quarterbacks there. Last year, watching Jalen was like, oh, okay. It, it, this guy is strong. He's fast. He's got a big arm. And he just don't really know what he's doing yet. But he's got a chance. And then this year, immediately, right away, to the point that in, in camp, Gardner was calling me going, yo, Jalen, dicing it up. When you put the film on, and then we're lucky enough to, to put on some other stuff, like the motion capture stuff with some changes he's made, that guy worked his butt off last year. And he transformed as a passer. He transformed with the way he plays the game. He transformed mechanically. And it's showing, man. It's showing you. It's a, it's, it's a Tiger Woods effect in, in, from the aspect of he changed his swing that much and took that big of a risk in order to be great. How big a stat is yards per attempt? Is that miss? Is it important? Not important? Just just another number? Yeah, I mean, I think I, I don't think on a game by game it's important, but over the course of the season, yeah, because yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at yards per attempt. Jalen Hurts is third in the league in yards per attempt, which tells you he can hit that deep ball. I mean, they they don't have a bunch of guys like you know running. They ain't got Debo running a crossing route, and then getting forty for him after. I mean, I know they've got good guys, athletic guys, but you know, Hurts passer rating. Um, you know, it was over 100. I, you know, he's fourth in the league in passer rating. I'll tell you what else I noticed. You guys want to you know, tell me who this quarterback is, gang. He's fifth in the NFL in completion percentage at 67.2. He is um, 
He's got 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. He's got the third best passer rating in the league at 103.0, and he's fourth in yards per attempt at 7.9. Do you know what I'm talking about? I was going to say Geno until you said 16 touchdowns. Yeah, no, that's Gino not a lot. That. Is that Purdy? It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> just a reminder, of what, a reminder of how he was playing for the 49ers after basically they try, but they try their damnedest to get rid of him. Yeah. And yeah, they've said that. It, now, let me ask you this. They've said Garoppolo, you know, there's an outside shot. He could be ready if there was a Super Bowl. Would that be entertained by the 49ers? Or do you ride Purdy either I, you know, way? I'm what do you think, Hick? I wonder. I think you go with Purdy if he gets you there. Because Garoppolo was having the same level of success. And then if he was, I'd consider like a. Like Coral Moral, Johnny yeah, Unites, yeah, change, hook, yeah. a quick hook. But I was all right. Give us the latest. Uh, I mean, it, um, what we, what you have believed all along, and what we have espoused all along is that inevitably Anthony Richardson's athleticism, his personality, his ceiling is going to have him drafted a lot higher than maybe his college results have shown, or what some you know non-Gator fan may think he should go. We had another projection inside the top ten this week from Mel Kiper. Just uh, your thoughts on on Anthony Richardson as he continues to work with you, get ready for the draft. Um, do, do we know yet? Will he be, when will the pro day be? Will he, will he, will he throw and do things at the combine and the latest on where you think he might project on, on draft day? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, we're, we're five weeks away from the combine four weeks starting next week. So we're, we're, we've buttoned down everything. We've shut down everything. So it's go time now. And, and our, the plan is, yeah, he wants to compete at the combine. Like that's that he wants to do that. So as we get closer and see how he feels, because he was still banged up quite a bit when he got here uh, from the season. So we'll see how he feels as he gets closer, but he's doing great. I mean, he's settling in. This is a, a little bit of a grind, a little bit of a process. And every single metric that we measure continues to improve each week, which is a testament to how hard and diligent he's working. So no, I think he, he looks great. He's throwing the ball really, really well. He's in good spirits, you know, but this time of the year, we don't hear a whole lot about draft status. That'll pick up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, but, no, he's he's uh, he's focused and grinding right now. I'm talking to uh, Danny Thompson on the Fair and Farrah phone line. Do you ever, like, when you're out there just for fun, uh, uh, does he just, like, rip one and let it go? And have you yep. seen how far can he throw it legitimately? We don't. We talk about that all the time. I, I don't know. I, he still has not thrown the ball as far as he can. But uh-huh. I'll, t- I'll, I'll let you guys on in on this. There was. Justin Herbert a couple of years ago mm-hmm. had this throw where he was just standing flat-footed and he kind of just rotated and threw it 60 yards. Right. And it went viral. Like right. Everybody was like, I can't believe this arm strength. Well, right. for the other day, just playing around. Yeah. Anthony grabs the ball, does the exact same thing, and it goes like 65, 66. <laughs> That's believable. He's yeah. – he's- it's just funny, because, just, and, and I, again, I, I just say that I think that's just a fascination of fans. It's not the end-all, be-all. I mean, Kyle Bowler, right. I remember, from was, his knees, from his knees yards. could throw it a ton. Yeah. So, I mean, I get it, but it is. But when I watch him throw on on, on some of the videos, man, it, you know, and Levis has the same thing. I mean, the flick and the off that ball. Let me ask you a question about uh, Richardson and, and the fits and kind of combine it with a story that's that's topical today, and that's Frank Reich is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. They're sitting at nine with a quarterback need. Um, your familiarity with Reich at all, the offense he runs, yep. the Panthers' interest in Richardson. Yeah, I don't know about the Panthers' interest, but I'm actually really familiar with Reich. He was in Indy. I've got a good, a lot of good connections with Colt. Uh, amazing dude. Like, really, really uh, knowledgeable and a great communicator with quarterbacks. So, 
I don't know their interest in Nancy or any of our guys. We've got three draft prep guys, but that's definitely a guy that I would love to have somebody playing for. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, yeah. Malik Willis is down here working? He was. He left uh, Tuesday, and mm-hmm. he had run to L.A., and he'll – He'll be back. He'll he'll be spending most of his off season here. So it was it was fun. It's the first time we've ever worked with him. Uh huh. Um, he he came to us and 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 I'll I'll give him credit, man. In five days, he absolutely crushed it. We worked, you know, literally nonstop, mm-hmm. literally nonstop. But but one of the greatest things about this whole six point deal is like guys like that coming into town. We went out to Margaritaville one night, talked to Lou one day, and. And, like, they just become fans of Jacksonville. They're like, man, Jacksonville's actually a dope place. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of cool. Like, these guys are just getting to, to see the city and see the beach and just kind of chill here for, you know, a month in some cases. Nice. Cool. All right, man. Who you who you got in the games? Uh, I think Kansas City. I think Kansas City wins. I think the two best teams are playing in the NFC. I think that I – I just believe those are the two best teams in the NFL. And – I think Philly wins it uh, just because how good their roster is. But my big thing is if, if they can't keep contained on Brock and Debo and McCaffrey, it's, this is old school. If you can't keep contained, you lose. It's not if you shut down the run or shut down the pass or get a pass rush. Nope, you better keep the outsides contained or San Francisco will win convention. It's as good a combo of each team's offensive and defensive lines as you, you can have in a, in a playoff No game. doubt. I mean, you were talking about two of the best offensive lines in the NFL and two of the best defensive lines in the NFL matching up in that game. That one seems like it's going to be low score. two best complete rosters, right? Yeah, very good teams. No sure. doubt. Yeah. Two All best right. complete rosters in the NFL. All right, Appreciate Danny. it, Danny. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, guys. Yep, there he goes. All right. That's the whisper. Danny Thompson. Yeah, on the Fair Fair phone lines. We appreciate him. And uh yeah. So we'll take a break. We'll keep it rolling. It's the, a GFL Friday. That's smell has uh starting to dissipate. I don't a little know. Bit. I think if we leave and come or, back, you might notice it. Yeah, you might be right. I'm gonna go file a form. Okay, everything is fine. We survived. Survived the you know, burning of 1010XL. 1010XL strong. That's what we are right now. We're all right. I saw this, so this is interesting to get you ready for uh, the baseball season. Uh, there's nothing like going to a game and seeing something rare, like a, you know, a perfect game or right. a, you know, a no-hitter even. So there's a scale here on things, you know, this is how many times these rare Things have happened in a game, right? Mm-hmm. So I need you to tell me which is more rare. Gotcha. For instance, the rarest thing in baseball, two grand slams in an inning. It's only happened one time. Right. Another rarity, but comparatively it's happened a lot more, is hitting for the cycle. That's the most at 339 times. Okay. So if you could tell me which is more rare. Mm-hmm. Getting three sa- a three sack fly game, mm-hmm. or an unassisted triple play, which is more rare. I would say, I know Bill Wamsganas had an unassisted triple play in the World Series, and there was only one in the history. And what was the other thing? Three sack flies, which is that's when you're I at bat and you hit a fly ball and it's an out, but All a right. runner moves up. I'll a base. say this. Okay, I'll just play this. I. I would lean towards unassisted triple play, but I'm going to say three-sack fly because I've never heard of anyone having a three-sack fly game. The three-sack fly game is a more rare in Major League history. Only 11 times has there been a three-sack fly game. Yeah. 
I, I feel like you see the unassisted triple plays on every now and then. Yeah, you'll and see I know those. Bill Wamsganas had one in the World Series. Like, take a guess on the again. You've got what did I say? Uh, three 11. sack flies, eleven. Would you like to guess on how many unassisted triple plays there have been? Twenty-five. Fifteen. It was close. Yeah. All right. Which is more rare? A home run in first career at bat. Home. Run. Or an immaculate inning, which is more rare, an immaculate inning or a home run by a now, guy in his first career at bat? It's interesting because... An immaculate inning, by the way, is when you throw nine pitches and you strike them out on three pitches. Just boom, 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 yeah. right. boom, 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 boom. And I never had heard of that until this year. The immaculate but it, inning? But then it happened a few times. First at bat has happened a few times in Mets history. Uh, it's going to be close. I'm going to say... Which is more rare? We're more get rare. Get you ready for the baseball I'm season. I'm going to say the immaculate inning. The immaculate inning. There have been 110 immaculate innings. Mm-hmm. Home run in first career at bat. 133. Another win. You're 2-0. Which of these is more rare? Hitting a... This is almost like a mind freak. Two grand slams in a game. Brett Beatty homered in his first at bat against your Braves this year. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And I remember winning the division and going to the playoffs. <laughs> Which is more rare. Which is more rare. A four-home run game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or two grand slams in a game. By one player. By one player? Mm-hmm. It, this is four a home run games has happened like, I don't know. A four home run like game by tw- a player or two grand slams in the same game by a player. Which is like more rare? 25 times. I would say more rare is two grand slams in a game. Uh, two grand slams in a game has happened 13 times. A four home run game has happened 18 times. 3-0. and 3-0, and baby. Which is more rare? Wow. Oh, my bad. Hold on, man. There's some crazy ones. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which is more rare? Who was the last one to have four home runs in a game? Was it Glenn Allen Hill, maybe? No, they've had... Since then, I think we've had some. No, have we? I don't know. It's very rare. I remember J.D. Bob- Martinez. Yeah, was he the one? Is before him was it Glenn Allen Hill? Scooter Jeanette. Got it. Yeah, that for the Reds. Remember that? Yeah. Josh Hamilton, Carlos Delgado, yeah, those Sean are Green, not memorable. Mike Cameron, Mark Witten, Fat Bob Horner. I don't know if Glenn Allen. No, Hill he ever did. did. No, you missed him already. I think I was thinking of Witten. Mark Mike Witten. Schmidt. I remember Willie Bob Horners. Mays, Rocky Calavito, Joe Adcock, Gil Hodges, Pat Searcy, Chuck Klein. Lugier. As you might guess, the Braves, Bob Horner hit four home runs in a game. That, Of course, the Braves lost. Fat Bob. Yeah. I don't know why you have to call him Fat Bob. But it was Fat Bob over. All right, which is more rare? A perfect game mm-hmm. or a perfect game lost on the final batter? Ooh, that's a good one. Think about it, like Harvey Haddock's perfect games. I would say perfect game lost on final batter, more rare. Perfect game 23 times. Perfect game lost on 27th batter. I, this is more than I would have thought, 14 times. 4-0, 4-0. Danny's a baseball expert. Which is 4-0. Which is more rare. Four, oh, you're going to try to trip me up now. A grand slam in your first career at bat. It's the last one I'm doing. Or I'm, going tw- for, I'm going for the perfect That's five. fine. I was going to go nine innings, but you can do whatever you want. No, I'm getting out Grand, of the Grand I'm slam. Tired. Right, which is more rare? Grand, <laughs> he's getting brain logged. Um, a grand slam in your first career at bat or a 20 strikeout game by a pitcher in a nine inning game? 
Okay, say again. Grand Slam first career bat. Grand Slam in your first career bat are 20 strikeouts in a nine-inning game, which is more rare. Also a good one, Jeffrey. I've seen 20 strikeout games. I haven't seen, but... Uh, how many grand... They're both, by the way, I'm going to say they're both under 10. I was going to say, how many grand... I mean, how many do you think they're... I think they're both under... 20 strikeouts in nine-inning games. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, you're right. They're both under 10. They're both under 10. I'm going to say, as I go for the perfect 5-0, and oh, and the million dollars, I'd like to phone Daniel Murphy. Can I phone Daniel? Um, can I ask the audience? He'll go to his laboratory and give yes. you some answers. I'm going to say, because I've heard of, I'm going to say Grand Slam in your first at bat, but I'm not real confident with that one. Is Final more, is more Less rare. rare. Or is more rare. More rare. Grand Slam. Grand Slam in car- first career at bat has happened four times. Okay. How many times do you think 20 strikeouts in a nine-inning game has happened? I don't see we got 19, but Clemens did it. Yeah. Randy at... Maybe five or six. Did Furlander do it, maybe? Yeah, five or six. Five times, undefeated. Perfect year. Let this be the end of your baseball success this year. Get me out of the game, coach. I'm done. Gave you five. He's a modern-day pitcher. Gives you five innings. Gives you five innings. He takes a seat and watches. Modern-day guy. Watches the bullpen blow it. Hey, um, before we go to break. Load management. Yes, thank you. I wanted to do, uh, uh, and some of the people, some of the Googans, we talked about uh, this man, um... Um, when he passed away, but his funeral was yesterday. And that's uh, Jimmy Judge, who was a friend of a lot of people in Jacksonville. Jimmy's a great dude, man. I got to know him because his son was a quarterback at Bowles and my son was a quarterback at Providence. He used to throw with Denny at six points together. And and Jimmy, uh, Jackie is a great kid, man. Jackie was a, was a uh, uh, whiz kid in the, uh, in the uh, uh, 7v7 stuff, the, the flag football. He was a superstar. And Played high school football. I think he went to Middle Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's up there uh, playing football. But anyway, Jimmy got that awful, awful Lou Gehrig's disease. And he was awesome right until the end and always very nice to me. We talked a lot because we were two dads sitting there watching our boys throw sure. footballs and yeah. stuff. And and It's a and, terrible – I mean, terrible, I have it man. in my family. My grandfather yeah. died of Lou Gehrig's disease. Yeah. My aunt died of yeah. Lou Gehrig's disease. It's a, it is – um, one of the worst, right? If you yeah. had ways, to, if you had ways to pick, it would yeah. be one of the last, you know, wheel of. And he was a, he was a dude who was like in great shape, and I, I think one of the fellows told me like even the day he got diagnosed, he was out running five or ten miles. I mean, just that kind of guy, and like I said, very well known in uh, at JSO. I think I, I hate to say because I don't always get these right. I think he was lieutenant. Jimmy Judge, but I'm not positive. Chief, I think. Yeah, and just uh, uh, friend all, and always. This like is, I said, just a nice, nice man, always, and will be greatly missed. One of us, one of Jacksonville's own, and passed away. Uh, uh, I think you know a couple weeks ago or last week, and um, they lay, they had his uh, funeral yesterday. So I know it's a, a big this is the amazing thing about Lou Gehrig's disease mm-hmm. is how rare it is because it feels like you know so many people that have it. Either I know through, they say it's rare. But well, yeah. here's why though. Yeah, like there's only eighteen thousand people mm-hmm. with Lou Gehrig's disease in the U.S. at any given time, mm-hmm. but that's a little bit misleading right. because there are 5,000 new patients diagnosed every year. It kills you fast. Right. In other words, you know, so that 18,000 is not really as indicative of how pervasive that mm-hmm. it can be. But the saddest thing, and I, again, I know this from it being, you know, in the family. Mm-hmm. And by the way, you can take tests to tell you whether or not you're going to get it. No <sighs> thanks. No yeah, thanks. Take a pass on that one. Um, Jeez. But, um, oh, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh. What was I saying? How did I set it up? 
18,000 people, yeah. 5,000. Yeah. Anyway, it's a myotrophic lateral sclerosis, ALS, and we do, you know, they the, the ALS Foundation does a lot here in Jacksonville. Oh, I know we what do, I was We do say. a golf tournament yeah. for them every year, and, and it's just, it, but I hate, I just, I hate it, and I hate seeing anyone get it. And one of my, my mentor in the business, uh, Years ago, in the 80s, you know, Randy Ruditz, who taught me a lot and really took me under his wing and did a lot for me in this industry, passed away of it. Yeah, that's been wild. But oh, yeah, yeah. I know Randy, too. He had, Tallahassee, to Ta- yeah, he had moved to Tallahassee and um, moved over there. I know what I was going to say. The sad thing about Lou Gehrig's disease, the reality is it is a very curable disease, and if they put a lot into it, it will be cured. It falls. But there's so few people. Right. The research, um, you know, dollars and, and investments go to the other. Like, it falls under the multiple sclerosis, oh. you know, brand so to speak, of, of illness or disease. And, you know, MS is a lot more controllable, mm-hmm. but it's because so few suffer from Lou Gehrig's, they don't get this mm. the amount of, of re- that's why it's important for like fundraisers that you do. I think that's the one I was a part of. No, mm-hmm. at one point. Yeah. So, and we do, right. they do the, they do the, go ahead. E. Uh, oh, um, well, I, I kind of got some, so, you know, whenever you, uh, to piggyback off of that, you know, yeah. whenever you look at the date, like the date, like today's mm-hmm. date, and you're like, man, something is today, but yes. I just don't know what I know it what is. you're going to say. Well, yesterday. Yeah. Was the third anniversary of Kobe totally. Bryant's death? Yeah. Still unreal, too. Still man. unreal. It's yeah. three years. Still and, hard to imagine. Right. And we were driving back from a, a flag football tournament down in Miami. Uh huh. And my son was looking at his phone. Yep. And he says, "Dad, this isn't. Uh, uh, it says Kobe Bryant died." I said, "That's not funny. What idiot said that?" And and it was on some. And then and then Woj. Uh-huh. And I was like, my "I was God, watching. It must the, be I, true." I was watching the golf. Yeah, I was, it was Pebble Beach. Was that you know okay. me and my sports members? I was mm-hmm. watching Pebble Beach the mm-hmm. golf tournament, and they broke into coverage that Jeez. that he had died in the helicopter. And it's you're right when they're young like that, they're they're surreal. Right? Super Bowl in Miami. Kobe is one yeah. of those rare yeah. guys. Yeah. That, that, Kobe's one of those rare guys who is uh, gets more popular after his playing career. He doesn't work that way. Uh-huh. He, but he he his image had shifted and changed. He become much more broad built. Broad he appeal won an popular. Academy Award. He's writing right. children's yep. books. He right. was doing He's all kinds dad, of stuff. Good dad. There's Great a lot dad. of things that endeared him to. to yeah, he was going know. to uh, his daughter's basketball game, and and yeah. they all perished, including his daughter, on that ill-fated helicopter flight. No. So, yep. All right, uh, it's a GFL Friday. We'll come back with more next. We're going to talk some Iceman hockey. I know they're on the road tonight. They're battling for a playoff spot, and um, and Dan has really brushed up on that. He's coming to the table with a lot of Iceman unique info. So I'm. Looking forward to your in uh, your your hour, I should say. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. We will in just a little while, but uh, more before then. As you're listening to the drill on a GFL Friday. All right, welcome back to the program. I know last night was a big sports night for Jeff. I w- wanted to get his opinion first on uh, Tennessee UConn that blockbuster. Right. On the ladies' side. If anyone what? wants to know about Tennessee UConn, Tennessee UConn, put it on Sports Center this morning. They'll probably lead with it. They, uh, the Lady Huskies won. We're victorious in that one, Jeffrey. Yeah. They've Tennessee's had some injury, not, injury issues. Tennessee's, Tennessee's not any good anymore. Correct. Or not the powerhouse that they were. You have no nothing on that? Um, You didn't watch? No, I, I what, no, I didn't really watch. Well, let me dovetail that into the uh, ongoing saga with the WNBA. You're asking me a WNBA As question. As the ladies, I would not watch WNBA fight, with with your eyes. Fight for uh, chartered flights. It's health risk having to fly commercial. Apparently, well, I've, I risk my health a lot then. And uh, Kyrie sounded off in support of them and wants the uh, association to pay for that. And I'm wondering if if all the 
guys making $43 million made $42 million, then they'd have enough to trickle down, charter those flights. I, I think the W, to be honest with you, I, I mean, I'm kind of aware of this narrative. I think the WNBA has now reached the point of not appreciating the support they do get from their NBA brethren. I, would, I don't believe that the NBA players watch the WNBA. I believe they tweet and act like and see stuff and support them, and that's fine. I'm all for women's sports. I'm not watching the WNBA. I, I think all of us as sports fans are kind of, you know, we're kind of trained to want to see, like, the best, most competitive that you can see. Okay. That's all. All right. He's just asking. That. Yeah. No, so I don't know anything about the WNBA. Again, that's another Hoping thing. I the, wouldn't watch it with your eyes. The oppression can stop yeah. in these poor girls. Right. I mean, I, I hate for them to have to fly, fly business class. Yeah. That's, that's tough. Rough, you know, to go play in front of 3,000. Well, they lose money every uh, year. You no, know. yeah. It's, it's a charitable act. I mean, they, they're, they're lucky they're playing for what they play for. Yeah. yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the, if you want to talk about – prohibiting and discriminating and tamping down amateur sports between men and women. I'll fight for the women's side a, a thousand million to one. Yeah. But when you transfer into professional sports, you don't get to do charity. It's like these people. Have you seen this sad storyline of these Google employees that have been fired no. and laid off? Well, I, this again, this is from YouTube, but, you know, they put out my day at work at, at Google, right? This was like months ago, years ago. Mm-hmm. And they have, I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's like the movie. You go to work at Google out there in San Francisco, it's like reporting to a resort hotel. Mm. You go in, you play video games, you get a spa, you do yoga. I don't know, maybe have a meeting here or there. Mm-hmm. But they're now all, all up in arms because they're being fired for, I don't know, not doing anything. Mm. Uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up before we go to break as we head into the as we head into the uh, off season, I've I've I stumbled upon this show. I got I got recommendations from a couple people, and I watched two episodes of it. I'm not feeling it, but okay, what is it? The boys like it, so I got this from uh, Ox liked it. Okay, uh, my buddy CT liked it. The Last of Us. Have you seen that on HBO Max? The Last. You of told Us? me you weren't big on that. You started I, watching. I just it the said other day. that. Yeah, but I haven't mentioned it. No, modern I, civilization gets destroyed, and one of the survivors has to smuggle a young girl into the safe zone, and that's what we're up to right now. I, I don't know. It's not much for me, but that's that's a HBO show. I think it's on HBO Max or maybe well, HBO. That's the same thing, or yeah. I don't know. HBO just sends you to HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, if you have HBO, you have HBO Max. Yeah. Um, the Last of Us. Okay. I'm just curious what the there's Googans one think. With the, thumbs up, thumbs there's down. There's one on that. with the dude. Uh, I, always, I, I had the damnedest time remembering this guy's um, Cranston. Brian Cranston, who was in Breaking Bad, mm-hmm. is in one called Your Honor on, I think, Showtime. Oh, okay. So I get those two confused just get by off title. Her. I don't think they're either. I don't think they're like at all. Get like off her. Don't be honest. I liked the Steve Carell, the, I think it was called The Patient. Yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, that was a good one. I I, I think I could uh, recommend that one. We saw an interesting movie yesterday. Mm-hmm. We watched one. It was kind of artsy, but it was really good. It was wholesome. It was a family movie you could watch. Mm-hmm. You probably haven't seen it, and I don't even remember. The... It's called The Hunt for the Wilder. Red October. The Wild- Wilder People. But anyway, it's Samuel. Are they blue? Are they blue people? <laughs> no, people aren't blue. Unless they're dying. Avatar. Um, no, it's this it's little fat. It's an Australian movie or New Zealand or something. But it's a little fat kid. He's the best actor you ever have. And Sam Neill, who was from Jurassic Park, oh, I know Sam, is Neal. like his foster parent uncle, and then they go on the run in the outback from the authorities trying to 
And it's just the, the actor is the kid actor is terrific. So it's worth a watch. Uh, the 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 Last of Us is based on a video game. Oh yeah, I had heard that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know the video game yeah. at all. So I don't either. But but I've, the stories that I've read I think, about, I think most people like it. Yeah, I think so it too. It hasn't done much yeah. for me yet. But I, I've given it two episodes. I, only, I think there's only yeah. two out. It, it's hard when you when you get into a new show. Sometimes you have to bite the bullet and get through three or four or five. Sometimes you do. A lot of them you'll get away. I mean, Breaking Bad was like that. It took three or four to get rolling, and once it did, it's just, it's like. Dempsey put me on a show that I watched the first episode of. I'll let you know if I continue, but this show, Justified, you ever heard of that one? I have heard of it. Yeah. What about you, E? No? Justified? No. So I, um, I've um, i watched the first episode of that. It was, it was de- like, I could like Yellowstone, the first one didn't grab me. I didn't keep, I didn't keep watching. And you guys all say it's an unbelievable show. Miss Love B it. loves it, but yeah. the first, I never went back for episode two. Shame. I'll let you know about Justified. Sure. I think it may sit right next to Yellowstone. It's a good show that I don't continue watching. Oh, we got some puck talk coming oh. up. We got to check in on our Icemen, see what they're up to. I think they're on the road this week. Is that correct? Uh, that is correct. They're, they're playing tonight, I believe. Yeah. And so we'll get uh, catch up with Coach. They are just one spot. We've talked with Coach week after week. Just mm-hmm. what a tough conference mm-hmm. and division they're in. Mm-hmm. They're in fifth place. You got to be in fourth to make the playoffs. So we're at about the halfway point. Plenty of time. But we'll talk Iceman hockey next on a GFL Friday. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do it right now. Let's bring in Nick Luco. He's the head man of the uh, of our Iceman. Points us from the road, which is always a little bit more of a trip than you Can think you, of in your uh, head. Coach, are you allowed to expense a, uh, a steak at one of those uh, fine indie steakhouses while you're up there? <laughs> I don't know. I might have to talk to Bob Roblo about that one. <laughs> well, you should. You should. Go in there and get the shrimp cocktail and... Uh, You'll enjoy that a great deal. Listen, you got a tough matchup tonight. This, uh, this is. Uh, uh, does everybody play the same teams, or is this just luck of the draw that you draw the top team in the Central Division? Yeah, it's more luck of the draw, I guess. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's a good test for us. They're, uh, I think they're third in the league right now, so um, got to be good this weekend. Yeah, yeah, you got back to backers. Uh, the Indy Fuel on they got fifty five points. Our Icemen are sitting there at forty seven. But the good news is. The teams ahead of them, uh, two of the teams ahead of them by a point and two points have played a few extra games than we have. So we got that going for us. Tell us a little bit. You had some, some, uh, a lot of goals this week, back and forth, a lot of, a couple of high scoring games, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, fun for the fans. Um, <laughs> giving up a little too many than, than I would like. Uh, yeah. so a little stressful on the coaches, but, um, yeah, I mean, like we've been playing well. It's, it's, like we've been talking about in the South Division every night, it's right. It's crazy. So, um, you know, for us right now, we're just kind of focusing on winning our weeks. You know, normally you play three games a week. So if you go two and one over time, you get yeah. that sixty-six win percentage, and yeah. you'll be sitting pretty. Dumb question from Dan uh, right here, uh, Coach and, and Nick Luco, the head coach of the Iceman, our guest on the Fair and Fair phone line. Um, at this level, do we see more high-scoring games or more defensive games? Um, I would lean more towards high scoring. I think mm-hmm. it's being a developmental league and uh, being the minors, you're going to have your ups and downs with breakdowns defensively and goaltending here and there. So mm-hmm. um, it's definitely a lot of fun for the fans. Yeah, tough on a coach though, right? I mean, you, you exactly. Get, in Keeps other me words, up at night. yeah. So in other words, if you're up, like if you're in the National Hockey League and you're up, you know, four to one. Pretty much could put that one on ice, part. pun intended. But you're telling me uh, if you're up four to one, you'd like to add goals five and six before this thing is <laughs> over. 
<laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but I mean, if you look at the NHL scoring's up, I think it's just yeah, the game's getting so much faster and and so much more skill. Um, it's it's really cool to see because you know back in the '90s and early 2000s, uh, there's a lot of two-one games, and that's that's not exactly fun for the fans. That's a good point. I, I, I'm curious how you. Uh, when you're only halfway through the season, is the postseason even part of the narrative that you have with your team? And if not, at what point does it become? And also, you know, fame players are famous for not even know where they are in the standings. I think that would be even more common at your level where they are working on so many different things, including career advancement. So I obviously the goal for any franchise, you know, whether it's success or revenue or anywhere else is, is to be a postseason team. At, you know, at what point does that become a targeted message for you or does it do you just let them play all the way through yeah i mean we don't we don't talk about it a whole lot i think you know we've talked about how how good our division is and how we have to be on every night so we've been kind of playing playoff hockey since since christmas so when we get towards march and april it'll kind of be second nature for us but for us we just focus on one game at a time and just continue to get better as a team a couple of more questions real quick with Nick Luco, the head coach of the Iceman, before we let you go. I know you pay attention to obviously what's happening in the NHL. Is there is 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 there a best player in hockey right now? I mean, is it Connor McDavid and then everybody else, or is it or are there a lot of great players in your opinion? Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously Connor McDavid's probably the top guy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I saw a stat the other day where there's like ten to twelve guys that are on pace for fifty goals yeah. right now. Yeah. So we're talking about scoring, like scoring's up, and there's a lot of good players around the league now. I think there's one or two on every team, and sort of like the NFL, the parity in the NHL is outstanding. Yeah. So um, it just goes to show you how much uh, the game of hockey's grown over the years. And I love the I love the overtime. I love the three on three. But every time I watch three on three hockey with my Rangers, we lose. It's driving me nuts. And they lost the other night to the Leafs in 19 seconds. I was not happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we've been fortunate where we've picked up some ot wins this year so those are good um yeah it's it's three on three hockey is a lot of fun oh it is fun all right so listen after the win tonight go over to st elmo's walk in and scream peyton sent me and you'll get a table all right especially after a win we'll do it that's right get the win (laughs) thanks coach we appreciate you all right there he goes nick luco the head coach of our jacksonville iceman rocking and rolling and battling like hell for a Playoff spot in a very tough division and having a very successful season. Well, a developing situation we really haven't talked about. Okay, let's get there. Let's get to the developing situation. Well, round two of the DP World Challenge. You happen to know who, which two players are playing together for that? No, they're not. Are you kidding me? Uh, scheduled to tee off at 11.20 each at six under par oh through their God. first round. Patrick Reed and Rory McIlroy are scheduled to take that good walk spoiled together. No way. That's awesome. Now... I'd like to see him about about eleventh hole, just rocking and rolling, beating the hell, going Barker and Happy Gilmore. Can we get that? I, I get. I mean, the, now hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. They both tee at eleven twenty. Maybe they put them in opposites. But the point, the bigger point is, there's a lot of thought that see they haven't started their second round yet. The second round leaders are well within their sights. There's a lot of karma pointed towards them. Definitely playing together round three. Maybe oh, they're I'm, not playing together. Well, maybe speak out. They're both six under par. They both tee off at eleven twenty. With but they may be playing yeah. front and back. I yeah. haven't done that research, so yeah. I'm not. We might have jumped the gun on that then. Yeah, I might have. Yeah. Tommy Fleetwood at eleven twenty. We need that to be it for. Oh no, here's more eleven twenty. Oh, no. Ryan Fox. Oh no, I think we would know if they were playing. You would together. think, right? Yeah, That's they're what not. I was they're definitely not. But I definitely together. saw they were both six under par. When yeah. I saw their score earlier today, I thought that that was the conclusion of the second round, which meant they would have been playing. Isn't, together. Uh, if they're tied for the lead, they will be. Isn't the leader at Torrey Pines uh, 
Atlantic Beach guy? Ryder? Sam Ryder? Sam Ryder? Oh, you mean as far as living here on the yeah. First Coast? Yeah. Right? Dunham. Does he still live here? I believe so. Okay. I was just asking. I mean, he's got a three-stroke lead. Oh, he had a five-stroke lead at one point yesterday. I was well, watching 64, that 68 A little windy out there. It, I tell you, you know, the guy who's you know chasing history right now, he's won four of his last six. He's won two in a row is John Rahm. And it Rahm was out, of, he was out of the tournament. Yeah. He was one over par through his first 24. The cut was going to be even. And then he went five under on the back nine. And don't you know that when it comes Sunday afternoon, John Rahm's going to be on that? I had a, I had a delightful uh, moment yesterday. I didn't watch much golf, but I happened to flip through. And I watched too much they golf. They were on number 18. It was a par five. And your guy had to make a putt to make the cut, and he missed. So the bean is out, and uh, you'll get zero points for that. It's too early to worry about that. I know it's too early, yeah. but I enjoyed that. I, yeah, was I, I don't for the know bean why, to... you can't, why you what? can't be content rooting for your guys and not take such joy in other people's hardships. <laughs> it Wait, is. Is it a hardship? Yes. You just said it's too early. To it's beat. a hardship for me to have brunch with a tour and golfer missing. E. Who's my, I don't even know who my other one is. This is what happens in Cross golf. Crosslaw is one of his guys at the golf. I get in so many different golf pools, I never know what zero. I have. <laughs> we can get that other one out, and we'll be in good shape. As the kids say, easy dove. Yeah. You know yeah. what? The yeah. two of you guys <laughs> jump off the pier Who together. was your other guy? Homa? I don't even know. I think no. you mentioned Homa, Homa and then was, passed no, on. No, Homa was him. I didn't. I know I had Rom. And somebody. You were first with Rom, yeah. Oh, I took uh, my guy's also Montgomery. doing well. Yeah, he's doing Taylor. very well. Taylor Pross, Montgomery. Pross had the bean in someone. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, Shoffley, maybe? Might be Shoffley. Because then you said, you never pick Shoffley or something to that effect. Oh, I said every day we're Shoffling. Yep. Xander Shoffley and yeah. Will Zalatori. He now, hold cut. on. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't see. I haven't like no, seen him anywhere. I'm working my way down here. Oh, right no. Don't tell me I'm <laughs> over. You'll just be delighted, won't you? You took the MC Hammer. Scurrilous so-and-so. Hold on. Stand by here. Oh, boy. He's got me at zero. They're netting me out at zero week one. I got to give you guys a head start. Is that what it is? No. But apparently. There's no sign. Are you telling me? Maybe I I blew by him. Dude, are you for real that in the very first week I didn't get either one of them? Hold on. Stand by. Is that really happening? Is it happening? No, it can't be happening. I mean, it seems like it. You keep looking and looking. How hard can it be to find oh. a guy on the leaderboard? He's either oh, there he or not. It. He's one under. Oh, he barely made it. Yeah. That's great. I'll get $32,000 for whoever gets the $2.8 million this week. He's one under par. We'll start from there. Seventy-two, seventy-one for the shuffle. Oof. And the bean. I The bean plays good there, man. The, ta- the thought is the bean will win there, you know, maybe multiple times in his career. Bean, so. by the way, is... So uh, the bean to just not show up like that is annoying. Yeah. Bean is uh, a Will Zalatoris. His mother is Doris. Correct. We don't kid. Uh, and rhymes with Dolores. Um, no. Miami has fired their offensive coordinator. That's just breaking down. Josh Gaddis is out. That's uh, Riley's oh, the Canes. boy. Yeah. 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 He was he was coach of the year. Yeah. Frank Broyles award winner yeah. in Michigan goes to Miami and gets fired. Doesn't that tell you that you're make you're switching out of you're getting away from him too fast or no? Well, it just depends. His load season, it was well, the result. Yeah, I mean, he didn't have his quarterback. Well, I the mean, results weren't as expected. Tyler Van Dyke struggled in the new scheme even before he missed three games for the shoulder injury. That's true. Uh, Ten touchdowns, five picks. I mean, we forget what a what was expected from Tyler Van Dyke. You get going in a season, other storylines develop, and you forget a major. St- Tyler Van Dyke was this time last year. We were talking about the unbelievable quarterbacking in the state, mm-hmm. and he may have been thought to be the best one. Quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But Miami ranked number 86 in the nation in total offense. We had Tyler Van Dyke in the first round of that's the NFL draft. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So it just, it's just been ter- a terrible fall off. I guess he still remains kind of in contention for the job down there uh, this year. We got a basketball game this weekend that I really I, – I, I, 
I, I want to talk about in terms of the opponent mm-hmm. rather than okay. the Gators. Florida goes to Kansas State this weekend, and they'll run into Keontae Johnson there. And I just wonder what kind of emotions go through Keontae. Keontae Johnson has been unbelievable for Kansas State. His averages now are up to 18.3 points per game, seven uh, and a half rebounds. Danny's shooting 40% from three. Keontae Johnson. That's awesome. I mean, what, what, a, what a, now look, it's going to be lessened. The head coach is gone. There aren't even that many carryovers, right? What do you mm-hmm. got? You got Castleton, mm-hmm. um, Kowasi Reeves. I guess a lot of more with him at the, was the beginning of last year. No, it was no, two years ago. Only a couple. Yeah, it's only a couple. If the, if any, who who yeah. are they? Niles Lane, maybe. Yeah, not many. So no. that, but but for Keontae Johnson, certainly that uniform will look familiar. And it's you know lost in the battle for for to return to health. Yeah, it was Keontae Johnson's place of where he was going to leave Gainesville, like as an all time player. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he was on his way to being a top ten. That includes He's a lot of great players. He's an All SEC Player of the Year. We haven't had that a whole lot at, at the University of Florida through the years. We've had not, some, but uh, not Chandler a ton. Parsons won it. Yeah. Not many though. All right. Not many. But anyway, Florida. If it's not on your radar, Florida and Kansas State play basketball this weekend, six o'clock. Kansas State's number five in the country. They're eleven and zero at home. This ain't going to end well for Todd Golden's Gators. But no. if you can get me six more, there's another twenty bucks. There's another twenty in for it. Uh, in in, in you know, in it for you. Scotty Wilbekin was SEC Player of the Year. Yeah, that was the year that we went to the final. Chandler four. Parsons won it. And, uh, oh boy. That's it, yeah. Shin, uh, we, Shinsis, maybe? Uh, no, uh, no. Neil Walk didn't win it. Yeah, that's it, huh? Just those two. Those two. Johnny Newman won it in 70, and, and Pete Maravich won it three years in a row. Wow. Chris Jackson won it two years in a row. Followed by Shaq, who won it two years in a row. Corliss Williamson won it two years in a row. Not many, dude. Grant Williams won it two years in a row. Grant Williams is a good role yeah. player for the Celtics. Yeah. Emmanuel quickly won it. Last three, Emmanuel quickly, Herbert Jones. Wow. And Oscar Schwebe. I guess Schwebe could win it this Herb year. Herbert Jones is a contributor of the Pelicans, maybe? Is he? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. a contributor in the... Yeah, it's in not, the NBA. It's, it's Alabama, right, Herb Jones? Do you remember Yante Mayton? Yeah, Mateen. Mateen? What or was it Mayton? Who did he play for? He was an SEC player of the year. What year? 18, 17, 18. It feels like Ole Miss. Georgia. Oh, yeah. Huh? No, he didn't do anything in the pros, huh? Well, there's some really. Off, you know, kind of off. Yeah. E, do you follow the fight game at all? No, not really. Not really. You're not a boxing fan. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Well, I'm curious about this. You know, this whole Jake Paul thing, and it started as you know, and he's kind of real. It's happening. Well, he's handpicked these 45 year old former UFC guys that he beats up. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> he's going to fight um, Tyson Fury's brother, Tommy Fury. What now is that? apparently a, a done deal. Okay. A YouTube um, star slash boxer, Jake Paul will meet Fury February 26th. If you haven't kept up, and I only minimally have, but they've been bouncing this thing around, trying to get it done for a couple of years. Um, they're going to be contested at 185 pounds, eight rounds. Um, yeah, Paul is yet to lose. Fury is the half-brother of heavyweight great Tyson Fury. Mm-hmm. He's also a reality star in the United Kingdom. They were supposed to fight twice before. Originally, December 2021, Fury pulled out with illness. 
that's when Paul ended up fighting and beating former UFC welterweight champion Tyrone Woodley. Mm-hmm. Uh, knocked him out. Uh, the postponed Paul versus Fury Day for August 2022 was also scrapped when Fury had travel issues coming to the United States. That's oh, like dear. Fury's running kind of scared. Uh, Jake Paul, by the way, uh, the 26-year-old 6-0 is a, quote, pro boxer. Again, until you go out and you play, and you're fighting guys that are training at these downtown gyms in Philly and Chicago and New York and are fighting for their food, then I will honor you as a boxer. As long as you're picking and choosing, you know, this faded that and this, this, it doesn't count, bro. And I'm not saying he's not an A kicker for you Jake Paul fans who make it offended out there. I'm just saying you cannot, until you fight a real fighter that cares, don't, you know, be careful. Interesting thing going on in the recruiting world, and I wanted to get your guys' takes on, take on it. Uh, Marcus Stokes, who went to Nice High School, was going to go to the University of Florida, and then was the Joker, the Joker, and was caught on tape um, singing, and in the song, I believe it was singing. It was believe, singing the lyrics of a song that had, and he used the, the, the very inappropriate. And I, I just saw the video too, and he wasn't caught on tape. He did that. He did that to himself. He ain't fair caught, enough. Yeah, he, he wasn't. Did it to he himself. posted. It. Yeah, he posted it. Um. And he has been offered, uh, again, nobody touches him at, at the D1 level right now. And I know that he's visiting, I think he's visiting West Florida, I'm not positive, but he's been offered by Albany State, okay. which is an HBCU. Okay. Yep. Uh, uh, so I'm curious the I thought think, process I, I, there. I think there's a, there's a loud vocal minority mm-hmm. who is enforcing all of these societal rules that none of us had a vote on. And I would say this. I think it's especially important in today's day and, uh, and age. We need to end this. How about this? Okay? E.T., you let me know. Talk to me. Is this fair? How about we at least get a one-strike rule? You get to make one mistake as young or otherwise. If you're overheard using a word in a, in a context that necessarily wasn't hateful or demeaning or anything else— that one goes away, but now understand, we could have canceled you for that, but you get one more try. Can we do it? Because right now, it's strike one, you're out. That's just not fair for, for a mistake-laden species that we are. I like the one-strike rule, but it depends on what. Like, something like that, you know better. So, yeah, yeah you know better. So but what no- do you think about an HBCU offering Marcus Stokes? Uh, why not? Maybe, maybe he can learn from that. Okay. Because – Maybe that's the thought process. My thing is, I don't have a problem with the young man saying that Mm -hmm. because, like, it's it like it's not in everybody's vocabulary. It shouldn't be. Right. However, it's common. Right. My thing is, I don't blame him. I blame his peers Mm -hmm. because that I can guarantee you that wasn't the first time that he said that. Right. And me growing up. Mm Little white boys, they didn't say that around us. Right. Otherwise, we would check that. Right. It's not my job to go, hey, Marcus, you can't say that word. No. Right, right. It should have been his peers to check him to say to, right. to do that. Well, and so it, now and I can oh, now whenever he goes to this HBCU, yeah. I guarantee you yeah. that language won't be like that. Right. Because his peers right. will check him on that. Like, hey, you can't like, no, nah, that's not cool. Right. Again, it's a word that I want to eliminate from my vocabulary mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's just something that I want to do. Well, mm-hmm. and I'm cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. However, that word should not it shouldn't be in his vocabulary and it's on his peers to check him on well, that. And in the meantime, no. mm-hmm. with my one strike rule, there is this in the meantime, we continue to force and impart and understand. I mean, this is at the bottom line. At the end of the day, it's this. Context or not, white dude can't say that word. There you go. How hard is it? Well, that's what I 
That's just that's, that's, that's how it's I that easy. Yeah. Unless you want to face the consequences. Right. right. My only point is because there are some that get the one strike rule. They get a strike. There are a lot. You learn why they do. This Morgan Wallen cat, the country yeah. singer. He got a strike. You know why he gets a strike rule? He's unbelievable at what he does. He's, he's incredibly exactly popular right. and talented. Well, that's probably NASCAR, NASCAR driver. Right. He's Same thing. He's probably, one of the best. And that's probably why Stokes was being able to get away with it for so long. Because he was pretty good at what he does. At that level. At, his, at that level. Good point. So his peers probably wasn't saying anything to him. Mm-hmm. I guess, yeah, his father said he will visit West Florida. Um, so we they're open to anything. Obviously, he just wants to play football and um, lesson learned. And again, if he goes to, a, I think if he goes to a school like Albany State or West Florida and keeps his nose clean, he will. That will be a strike. I mean, but it, he, there's some consequences. I, I don't understand. He lost the Division One. I, I will say this: when it comes to the word, if we're installed, I don't understand the insistence or the argument for using it in any. I have plenty of affectionate terms for ET. Mm-hmm. There's at no point do I need to. Put an A on the end of that, and that be one of them. Right. I got plenty of ways that I can address him that will show him mm-hmm. the friendship or respect or anything else. I, I find it better not to rock it. Why push it? Right. Why? Why? I don't need an, another <laughs> descriptive term. And I, if every, I guess, white person adopted that, then you wouldn't have to worry about stepping on anyone's toes. It'd be pretty it's simple. True. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. We'll come back see what's trending. Put a wrap on today's program. It's a GFL Friday on the drill. <laughs> You know, walking into a basketball floor during a Duquesne Loyola Chicago basketball game. It has been confirmed. You have to know it at the time, even that he, it was a prank. Yeah. The guy was mic'd up. But even still, that does not, doesn't let Duquesne safety procedures off the hook. The prank taught you that it could have been a tragedy. What about the uh, unbelievable marketing genius and free advertising Uber Eats got? I wonder, is that who the prank was for? I don't know. I don't know either. Well, we suggested that yesterday. Maybe it's. Huh. This is funny. It's like so, like you forget. You know what's coming up on Wednesday? This coming Signing Wednesday. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, are there storylines? I've got storylines here, college football storylines. Coach Prime, I mean, are there enough players out there to make still a difference? I think there's a few out there. It's just not the same, man. Remember when signing day used to be the yeah, thing? Yeah, it was one. It was the best that way. And by the way, they're pushing back. These coaches do not like the early signing period. There's too much going on. It's ridiculous. December. I have. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna make it just because I don't want to spend too long on it. But I'm gonna give you ten questions. Ten questions, Jeff Prosser. And about what signing you, day? You need to guess. What are who? we talking about? Let me finish. I mean, and I'm glad it's Friday. I, I can't mean, take no, it. Just day. really seriously, yeah. you just jumped the gun on. No, I don't. You just issue you're all over the place. issue. I'm not. I'm all over the place. I just want to know who's on the cover of MLB The Show 23. Okay, you've got ten questions to guess. I, I who is on the cover? It's kind of like being on the cover of Madden. 
Yeah, I got you. Okay. All right. Well, first, let me. E, can I have some music, please? Try and remember. Try and figure out who. All right. I don't know how they necessarily honor players, right? I don't know how they do it. Like, I don't know if it's like a World Series guy gets to be on the cover right. or how they do it. So, I'm just going to throw out. So, I, you know, I think first and foremost, how about Aaron Judge? It's a great guess. Right off the rip. That's incorrect. Because okay. I probably wouldn't have asked you that if it was Aaron Judge. So, in other words, we're going to go off off script a little bit. Well, there's your. that's a context clue, yes. How about... How about Paul Goldschmidt? Good guess. It's incorrect. Dang. Um, I mean, it, they got to be good players. If you if you're if you're if you're doing anyone other than good players, then GTH, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I mean, I could. I just... may have jumped the gun on this one. Oh. Like you. I mean, don't bring me into this. Well, you jumped the gun You're, on a story earlier. Well, hold on. It's your screw-up. I had mine all to itself. I didn't get to go, oh, but you're going to screw one because up Because I did. But you do. You I have. just did. I think I did. You see what happens, Yuri? I think it hasn't happened. I think there are some finalists. Oh. I'm not sure if it's happened. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, Mike Trout, Jose Altuve are always. Yeah. All good guesses, all incorrect. But I think this guy may be a finalist, but we'll move on. The guy the guy who was going to be was Jazz Chisholm. Yeah, I wouldn't have got to him. Oh, that's my boy, ain't he? Yeah. Yeah. That's one of your guys. I think they're moving him to center field this year, by the way. Yeah. Can I just say that that's BS? What, moving him to center field? No, you can't put – that's not fair. He shouldn't get that. He should not be on the cover. Yeah, too soon. That ain't right, dude. All right. You got to put guys on that have busted it and earned their stripes. You don't get to just put this dude on because he made a – to be honest with you, I know it's your guy. I think Jess Chisholm's a tad overrated. Hmm? Easy. <laughs> Is Jess Chisholm um, Haitian? I don't know. I could find out. Man, you want to know how bad the Marlins were? I last thought year? maybe that was what, what, one of the reasons why he was your guy. So I, I don't think I, he's. Oh, no, he's a Florida Marlin. Yeah, oh, I know that. Yeah. We put him on the Marlins and then they stunk. Although they did beat your Mets in a key game down the stretch. I have a question for you. This Bahamian. tells you something else. Bahamian. This is terrible, dude. Yes, sir. I want you to tell me how many RBIs the Marlins RBI leader had. <laughs> it was the big guy. What's his name, right? Cooper. Garrett Cooper, right? Oh, it was Garrett Cooper? Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was uh, Aguilar. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aguilar had 49. Yeah, 56. 50? Yeah, they did not score runs at all. Oh. Yeah, they needed. Jazz I, Chisholm led him in, in home runs. You want to guess how many he had? 14. 14 homers. Ooh. Garrett Cooper also led him in hits. He got a whopping 108. Yeah, they were bad. That's unbelievable. Oh, yeah. That looks like a strike year or a. Yeah. Wasn't good. Uh, they don't. It's so bad that if you go to ESPN, they give you team leaders, right? Mm-hmm. And they go batting average, home runs, RBIs, OBP hits. If you go to yours, it'll give you all your guys who led. The Marlins are so bad, they did not list a batting average or OP on base percentage leader. Uh, You want to see what's trending? Let's do that. It's brought to you by my friends at Pet Paradise. New puppy, new year. How about a new family to take care of things? You know it's a member of your family. Just go to PetParadise.com. Find out about New Day Veterinary Care, uh, wacky uh, camp days, all kinds of specials going on, and uh, locations popping up all over God's green earth. He has prepared five, but unfortunately, he's only going to be able to reveal four because I have one that I must say. Is this the, Number five. the chest? No. Toy cheating? I'm not going down that road. 
Yeah, you got some nerve. You brought By the lot, way, you brought a lot worse than that to this. There program. was a basketball player on Twitter this morning uh-huh. who was still doped up from his surgery. Uh-huh. And his surgery uh, encompassed the fact that he was lifting weights yesterday. Okay. And then he went back home and he looked down and he had two basketballs. Oh, no. <laughs> and he- Our- God rest our, his soul, our poor Chris Ivory. <laughs> Chris Ivory yes. experienced something similar to that here. He's not passed away, but he's no longer a Jack. I mean, I should say God rest his balls. Did we not hear of Jay Leno setting himself on fire recently? Yeah. Well, now he's crashed his motorcycle. Good Lord, Jay. Stay inside, buddy. Uh, he's got broken bones. Oh, man. Uh, two cracked kneecaps, two broken ribs, and a broken collarbone. Wow. That's that's. Right after he set himself on fire. I don't know, man. I was watching this thing on YouTube, dude. God bless you, Jay. They were out out in, like, central to northern California where it's very hilly. Uh They put, like, skateboard wheels on a surfboard. A dude jumps on a surfboard with skateboard wheels wearing nothing but a bathing suit. No shoes, no shirt, and he proceeds to fly down this hill. It's unbelievable, man. It's just like, people are crazy is my point. And I, I personally... I'm not getting on a motorcycle or in a prop plane or anything that can harm me because of what I do. E, you have the floor, sir. Number four. Miley Cyrus is in the news. Oh, what's what she, she up to? Well, is she on a wrecking ball? Well, she she wrecked something. Mm-hmm. Her her uh, flowers break Spotify's all-time one-week record. Oh, she's a, very popular. With 100... Is this a new song? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was telling you guys. Does I it saw go something like this? 100, 100 you don't bring streams. me flowers. No, that's no. Barbara Streisand. No, you no. don't <laughs> sing me love songs. The way we were. Barbara Streisand starred with Robert Redford. And she scared Redford. She was obsessed with him in that movie. I don't know if you know this. Yeah, he wore two pairs of underwear. Yeah, you just read that yesterday, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Yahoo. <laughs> Number three. Keep it on the music tip. Oh, Beyonce. Oh. Queen B. Queen B. You don't mess with the B. Now, what B-I. if you say this? She's no Rihanna. B took. Did I get you as much hey. trouble as if you say Rihanna's no Beyonce? She no, took, it, it wouldn't get you. She took much 24 trouble. mil to go into that. Uh, is that what she's in? Tr- is that what she's in well, trouble? She's not in trouble. Oh. but she earned 24 million. Yeah. For a one-hour concert. Yeah. In Dubai. Yeah. A little. It's a little bit of hypocrisy there from Queen B. I don't mm. want to offend anyone, but when you speak out about you know human <laughs> rights all the time, and then you take the blood money, it's. Uh, 24 yep. million. A little bit of something. Continue. For an hour concert. Yeah, one hour, 24 million. Oof. They got money over there. They got a little bit of bread. Yeah. Number two. Should, should we relocate the drill to Dubai, Jeff? They got, got a the larger cash. salary. Hey. And he, we kind of make me, fun me. of a group of people that He did says that. we gone. Meet me. I don't know, man. One don't. of us may ended up uh we'll have to retract, in pieces, though. We'd have to retract all our live commentary before we made the move. I never spoke. I never spoke. He gone. He gone. I don't know where he is today. I saw him walk he? into the consulate. That was the last I saw I don't him. know. He turned on the heater and hauled A. <laughs> that heater tried to kill us today. Oh, Dak. Oh, Dak. What are you up to, Dak? The Easter? Oh, what's Dak up to? Oh. What do you got, number three Dak's here? Got a, no, it's just a little extra. Dak's got a new girl. Okay. She's a 20, 20-year-old swimmer from LSU. 20. It's young for Dak. Yeah, Dak's only 28. That's young. Still, yeah, that's a that's big difference. Young, Imagine if D- Dak were 20 and she were 12, what would you say? <laughs> <laughs> the Eastern and Western NBA conference starters were named. Yeah. Yeah. To the East squad. The yeah. captain yeah. is Giannis. Yeah. 
Kevin Durant made that team. Jason Tatum, Donovan Mitchell, and Kyrie Irving. It's a little, the only only court, one missing is Embiid. Well, and then the other side, there's one on that you would wonder, and that's Zion, because he hasn't played much. Zion yep. made it? Uh, yeah, Zion made it as a starter. Yep, yeah, on the Western team, LeBron is the captain, followed by Jokic, mm-hmm. Zion, mm-hmm. Steph, and Luka. There's a lot of good players in the NBA. There there's a lot. good teams. A I told ET, I'm man. down on the game itself. I like All-Star Weekend. I like the three-point shooting contest, but mm-hmm. I got n- – the. I have no more interest in watching the NBA All-Star Game than I have watching the Pro Bowl when they stop playing defense. And the All-Star Game has just evolved into this, you know, clear the court and do your funny moves, and I, which is, I guess, fine. If, not me. Not. I'd rather see him play a little bit of defense, try a little bit. And I also don't like this new Kobe rule or whatever where they zero it. I don't know what the heck that even means. I still haven't figured out the scoring. All these years, I still yeah. get to the fourth quarter. And don't Just what play the basketball, going. man. You will see, though, the, the feats of athleticism will be unmatched. Absolutely. And by the way, the All-Star game is not for a few weeks. It's just yesterday the starters yeah. were announced. The coaches will pick the, the reserves. And that's where the real snubs yeah. talk comes up, if you don't make the team at all. Brunson, Number one. Randall. Oh, Dan. What do we got? I got to holler at you about this one. Oh, oh no. Many bottles of fireball cinnamon uh, oh, don't yeah. oh. actually contain whiskey. I read that. And what led is to that? a lawsuit. Is that what you've been doing, you phony? <laughs> uh, phony. I can't I've seen those little bottles. I would have never I would have never thought they don't have alcohol in them. How can you do that? They How should, can you do that? It, yeah, it should have a big sign alcohol free because there's people that are firing these things back and they're just like, you know. I mean, I've watched many of people juice. fire about four or five back and be Falling down, and I don't uh-huh. understand. The, it, it includes malt-based and wine-based. So it's malt-based and wine-based, made to capture the essence of the original yeah, no. Fireball no, Cinnamon the essence, Whiskey. The essence is this. But don't contain any actual whiskey. Listen, yeah. I'll talk to my people. I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's bad. Uh, that's what's trending. Well done, E. We'll take a break. We'll make the turn for home, and we return here on a Friday edition of The Drill. Now, the two-minute drill, brought to you by Tire Outlet, keeping 1010XL talking with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. All right, that's going to do it to it for us this week. I know you as a listening audience are going to say this in unison. Whew, thank goodness. Uh, Tony, uh, Mike are in for Jaguars today. What do we got coming up today? We got Tommy Mack coming in, and we'll put a bow on the Jaguars yeah. season with Tommy Mack. Our question of the day, just asking, what do you think the Super Bowl matchup is going to be with the conference championship games uh, coming up this weekend? But we'll continue to begin our dig into the Jaguars offseason. I'm all tied up when it comes to this game. It's like who I think is going to win is not who I want to win, Who's not who I, the, which is not the Super Bowl matchup that I want. I literally, mm-hmm. Here's what I think. I think that Philly and San Francisco, I mean, and, and Cincinnati win. That's what okay. I think. Who I would root for are the 49ers and the Bengals, but the Super Bowl matchup that I want the most is Chiefs-Eagles. So I guess I really, I mean, I'm going to be happy one way or the other. I literally have six different matchups in watching one game. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. You know, last year, a lot of the Jaguars fan base was just rooting hard against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, we don't right. have that like, this there's year. Not there's not, that there's kind not of a dynamic. hated guy, or yeah. I mean, I'm sure somebody hates somebody yeah. for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I get yeah, as Dempsey, you know, what say? In the background, like the idea of being that Jaguars fans maybe can root for or against Gardner Minshew to get a ring. Yeah, well, you know, like if he was playing, thing. it'd be more. But you know, how much interest does that actually hold, especially yeah. compared to? And there's different years. reasons. Like we have some people that like 
you know, they want the Chiefs to win because then the Jags, you, know, you lost to the champion. That does, then there's an equal amount that I'm never rooting for the team that just beat us. Sure. And so there's just so many different, you know, ways that you get to who you're rooting for. I have a few, I think, you know, a game like this, I just want two good games. And I could very well swip, uh, f- yeah. you know, swap allegiances in the middle. I'll From start a, pulling for the team that's like fine. Just a pure viewership perspective, I hope it's the Eagles because they're a whole lot more fun to me to watch um, offensively okay. than San Francisco is. And who cares? Cincinnati and Kansas City, whichever of those teams goes, you know they're going to put on a show. Yeah, I would – I mean – from a betting perspective, it would sure seem like the under would be the play for the Eagles and four. I mean, can't they see that one seventeen thirteen or uh, it just Eagles score a ton? Yeah. Uh, they do. That San Francisco when, defense is awful good. Hurts we'll has been healthy. They score a ton. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it should be a good weekend. NFL certainly king. There'll be millions and millions and millions watching, and well, the four of us will too. You guys have a great show. Thank you. That'll do it to it for us. Jaguars uh, today is coming up next. It's been a GFL Friday. That's green for life. Listen, you want that uh, job site that you're taking care of for your client to be as professional as they are, and you need the right commercial waste and roll-off company to do that, and your partner is Green for Life. That's GFL. Look for the bright new green cans and trucks all over town. Bye, Felicia.